0: Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're We're World Star Hip Hop. We're World Star Hip Hop. We're Netflix reviews.
1: Stories
2: of the day.
0: Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think... Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play, nobody gives a shit. Boys Club,
3: Boys Club podcast now with ninety percent more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me, and I'll sue. Me.
4: Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips.
5: Oh he is It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them.
1: Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows.
4: So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it.
3: Do not take product if you are hypersensitive.
6: Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, and this is your weekly comedy variety talk show where I talk to friends, comedians, and various guests about life while drinking and it is the last episode of 2019. Holy shit, what a shit show of a year it has been. I am really excited for it to be done and over with, to be quite honest. But that's coming from a place of personal stuff. Um, In terms of the podcast, it's been an amazing fucking year. For this week's episode, I've decided to do a best of clips episode. Now, Here's the thing, I say it's best of, and really what I mean by that is I'm going to put together an episode with clips from my favorite moments on the podcast. Obviously, I don't think I've ever done a bad episode, and I want you to listen to all of them, but it's there's no way that over the holidays I could have gotten a clip from every single episode. It's just really, really time consuming. And even as it was, this took me most of my day today to put together. um, And I've been picking away at it for a while. So this was a time consuming one. But I think it's I think it's awesome to kind of have a little year wrap up and kind of showcase my favorite moments on the podcast this year. Um, There's a lot of them. So this might be a longer episode, but I think My intent with this is to have something to show new listeners who maybe, you know, are just popping into the podcast and want to know what it's all about. And this can be kind of like a highlights reel to show somebody what intoxicated it is. Um, You're going to hear silly clips in this episode. You're going to hear more serious ones. You're going to hear kind of aha moments that I had on the podcast where I learned something or took something away from it. That's kind of how I went about this. So if you're a former guest and you don't hear a clip from your episode, please don't take it personally. It's just I've done fucking an episode every single week this year and going back through them, I really kind of had to pick and choose as to which ones stuck out to me in terms of, oh yeah, that exact moment happened in the podcast and I remember that moment so I'm going to pick a clip from it. So it was not easy for me. Uh, but I think I've compiled a good amount of clips for you guys. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a good refresher if you're a fan of the show. Um, and it's a good intro to intoxicated if you're a new listener. So I'm really excited about this one. I kind of got a little emotional. Um, going back through these clips and kind of looking at what I've done this year. It's been hard. I- I'm not gonna lie. Um, podcasting for almost three years is a little bit tough, especially when you're not seeing any substantial growth. Now that said, I do think intoxicated is slowly growing. But I do feel like there's still a long ways to go in terms of where I want it to be. But all of that being said, I'm so proud of this podcast and the guests that I've had on and the things that I've learned. I truly feel like my brain has grown substantially since starting this podcast and talking to people and learning things. And especially in regards to comedy. Um, So you'll know that a lot of the guests on the show are comedians. And this truly was the year that I fell in love with comedy. Uh, And I'm going to get a little cheesy on y'all right now. But really, truly, I do feel like I found a community that I can fit in with. And that is something that I'm truly grateful for, for 2019. A lot of bullshit personally happened to me this year. Um, But if I put that aside and I look at the positives, it's all around meeting new friends, um, going to comedy shows like every single week, meeting comedians, becoming friends with a lot of them, um, and feeling like I belong as part of a community in my own kind of weird adjacent way. So really, truly, 2019 wasn't so bad. And I want to give a huge thank you to every single guest who's ever come on the show. Doesn't matter who you are, friend, comedian, creator, or if you were a guest that was an expert in something that I learned something from. That's something I like to do in the show. The standard is interviews with comedians, but every now and then I like to do something different and dive into a topic that I find interesting and find an expert in that area. And I think I did a bit of everything this year with the show and 2020 Is only going to ramp up. Um, Hopefully, in the next week, you're going to see something in the Intoxicated feed that's kind of a little bit of an announcement. Not ready to say it just yet on this podcast, but it will be coming soon. There's some exciting things on the horizon. I just want to keep going. I just want to make this thing better, and I want it to grow. So this is where I'm going to ask: if you're a fan of the show, please share it with people in your life who you think would enjoy it. This podcast audience has a lot of people who are just kind of guests of the show or maybe want to be future guests of the show, which is fantastic. Um, But I do want more listeners that are just kind of regular listeners that enjoy listening. So... That's my ask of you right now is to share it. Um, Share it with your friends. Share it with any fans of comedy that you know of that maybe love watching comedy and want to get into going out to see live comedy in Halifax. This is a great place to start. It will kind of introduce you to a lot of the comedians in this scene and maybe you'll get out to a show or two. And that's really what I want from Intoxicated. So holy fuck, my intro has already been like almost nine minutes. So I'm going to try to shut up and I'm going to get to this clips episode. Quick housekeeping items. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you find podcasts. That's an obvious one. You can leave an Apple podcast rating or review if you like. That's very helpful. If it's an awesome enough review, I will read it on the podcast. Make sure to follow Intoxicated on social media. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback at all, anything, you can email it to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. So that's about it, you guys. I hope you guys all had a great holiday season. Mine was a little rough, but um, I'm I have hope going into the new year. I'm hoping that I will see things clearer in 2020. Ha ha ha. Uh, that's a lame 2020 vision joke. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast this year. If you are someone who's, you know been a consistent listener if you're a new listener welcome to the shit show and i hope you enjoy the clips that i've compiled for you on this best of 2019 episode okay guys so the first clip i'm going to share with you goes back to episode 94 with my now dear friend kirsten finch so this was her first episode of intoxicated and we are talking about flushing tampons the question was about tampons and as it turns out I'm a double wide, but go on. I've been doing something bad my entire life ever since I started. And mind you, when I first got my period, uh-huh. I wasn't mm-hmm. told about tampons. I, I didn't get a talk or anything. My mom threw a maxi pad at me and a stick of deodorant and said, deal with it. Um, so, like, I, I didn't even. avoided my mother. It yeah. was my strategy. <laughs> I don't she... think I used tampons till like grade 11 or 12. Like, it was oh, that sounds later. Right. Yeah. But it like, is scary. You're just used is. to not jamming anything in your cooter. You're like, "There's no right. way that can fit in there." I know. And then you
7: figure out what else is supposed to go in there. Uh-huh. like
6: Jesus Christ, this is not going to happen. And it only gets worse. Oh my because god. Because then we have to figure out, oh, do we want to push a baby out of this too? Like we've got to deal with all this other stuff. But oh, then there's work. the idea of pushing a baby out. Um. But no, I've been doing it right in terms of inserting them. I've been flushing tampons i honestly my whole just learned fucking about fucking that life did you that i have been me- flushing them my whole life It <laughs> makes me feel so much no when better. i stopped
8: when i owned my own house so that's <laughs> was what like
6: it I- is i was like
8: now i care about this but i didn't realize that it like fucked up the septic system that like they're not designed to like they have to like pick them out or whatever
9: they do
6: <gasps> they do <gasps> And I'm going to talk about this because this was an emotional day for me because... No, you just feel like a I, monster. I I did not know this. And I have to say, and prove me wrong. So, like, anyone listening, prove me wrong. Number one, no one fucking told me when I was younger not to flush them. Oh my God, Number no. two, it's not really on the box anywhere that you could find it. I don't think so. If you look no. at a box of tampons, you can't actually... Like, there's nothing that explicitly says, do not flush. Yeah, but it also says insane things like, you know, it doesn't say a bunch of other things like, oh, don't soak it in alcohol and put it in your butt. (laughs) Like, who doesn't do that? (laughs) Next up is episode 96 with Dan Hendrickson and Travis Lindsay. They came on for like a buddies episode. And this is us talking about when Dan biked for a hookup. See, the problem with the hookup situation is is that it always happens like after 12 30 when the buses stop oh. so then it, i run into this issue really? of is this same worth, problem
5: cinderella had is yeah, this it, worth yeah. 25
6: dollars wait a cat? minute
5: not. yeah i had a carriage out right here yeah 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 <laughs> there's just a fucking pumpkin no there's just a gourd <laughs> yeah no that is tricky
6: but he paid this time and i was like okay if you're paying
5: that's nice that's classy I, used to, I just get
6: paid for like, so isn't that weird sometimes
5: when you're like, fuck, the like, I'll pay for your cab, and you're like, this is kind of, this is, we're borderline hooker. It's kind of
6: pros, right. prostituting. A
5: couple years ago, I had like, well, like, it was, I think it was last year, I had like a friend, and she, she was like, yeah, come on over. And am like, okay, cool. I was like, but like, I'm all horned up, so I'm going to ride my bike to your house. At this point, I didn't have a car, but <laughs> I also we? wouldn't have done it anyway. I'm going to ride my bike. I'm going to ride my bike. <laughs> okay.
9: Way but like, I, like into it that. Would, I was all
6: horned up, so I it would have been like a
5: thirty-five mind. minute walk, and I'm like, I'm not paying for a cab right now, so it's like it's either thirty-five minute walk, ten minute uh, cab there, or I was like, I also have my bike, so I yeah. I jumped on my bicycle and I drove to get pussy, <gasps> and I like I took my bike and I put it like in her you apartment. D- you didn't you didn't drive. You oh, wrote. you never seen me on top of a bike before. I'm driving a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and I like put like the bike in her hallway and like kicked off my sneakers and be like, I just drove my bike to have sex. And, like that's a very special <gasps> moment. Yeah.
6: But, but then you're all sweaty and gross. No, I wasn't, I
5: wasn't going that hard. Like,
6: still. You- no. I'm
5: gross. <laughs> At this point in my oh. life, I was biking everywhere. As I was a fucking you have, you have u- bike ass, though. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have bike mm-hmm. ass, man. Fuck. It was Did like a 10-minute bike ride. It was fine. Or... You guys just don't get on bikes. I <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> understand. There's no <laughs> way,
6: there's no situation I would ever fucking ride a bike into the world of cars. Like, yeah. I'm I'm a terrified pedestrian, yeah. and I'm a nervous driver. Do you think I'd be good at biking?
5: Biking in this city Fuck is no. fucking terrifying. Like, I got run yeah. off. I only, I only, like, seriously biked in town for about a year and a half, and I got run off the road twice and, like, almost died once. Like, it's just, like, it's part of it. But uh, anyway, I rode a bike to have sex. That's very funny.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do. Big deal.
5: Lance Armstrong you did it too. He yeah, yeah. got to fuck
3: Sheryl Crow. Who are you fucking? <gasps> oh,
5: yeah. He fucked Sheryl Crow. I don't know. This girl's pretty hot.
9: <laughs>
6: <laughs> the next clip is from episode 97. And this is from the very epic crossover episode with the Boys Club comedy podcast. You hear their ad every week on this show. They are kind of like the the cousin podcast to Intoxicated. We are like cousins at this point. Um this is a podcast hosted by Andrew Vaughn and Travis Lindsay, sometimes Dan, maybe not so much anymore, but they're great friends of Intoxicated, and we did a crossover episode way back in January, and this is a great clip that's essentially based around ass-eating. So, um, yeah, just take a listen. Oh, and subscribe to Boys Club. You, you gotta do it. The weirdest part is because
0: ass what? eating dusty roads didn't take off like you hoped. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's true. <laughs> ass eating dusty roads is very similar to sassy cat.
9: Oh my god!
0: Character with dusty roads, these ass, baby. <laughs> I have dined on the ass of king, king the, the queen. queen.
6: <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? By the way,
0: I would never do it, but I think it's sexy or on you. No, oh, see, this is the thing I'm interested in. Black guys love getting their assholes eaten. That's what the porn has f- ta- 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 taught taught oh me. Oh my god! I'm here do you to know how to say many fucking myth-busted. porn videos? We
2: really need you to wear this. I'm here to say myth-busted. But do you know how many it's
0: fucking black, like porns I've seen where it's black guys got his fucking legs up in there and some white chick is just eating his butt? So it's to make them feel safer because we're putting ourselves in such a vulnerable position. It's like a dog when he shows you yeah. his belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's exactly that. it's you're saying we we trust you. <laughs> Don't shoot. I tried no, Don't, don't, don't.
6: <laughs> oh, man. I don't Feed know. Like, I just, tell I'm always good boy. fascinated from dude's perspective.
0: Honestly, if I was Fun? with a girl and she was like, and I knew that everything was clean on her end and she wanted me to eat her ass, I'd do it, but...
6: Girl butt is always going to be cleaner than boy butt.
0: But if she wanted to eat my ass, I'd... F- dude, f- like... I'm not even gonna take credit for this, but Big J Ogerson talked about this before. Fat guys' asses are the cleanest asses out of any of your guys, because we're always constantly worried that if there's a smell, you're gonna be like, "Oh, it's the fat guy, right?" <laughs> so, like, oh, man, I wash my asshole so fucking clean, and I focus most of my shower time on my asshole. Eating ass is fun.
9: Oh, Did
0: you ever get your ass eaten? Yes.
9: Oh, that's fun. fun. <laughs> Well,
0: because you didn't, you didn't, you didn't differentiate, so I didn't know you were. I thought you were gonna go like eating ass is fun, <laughs> having yours okay. eaten uh, not so much.
3: Oh, there you go. Put that in
6: your millennial times?
3: nursery
0: rhymes.
2: How
6: many times? Uh, I'm <laughs> not gonna
2: get into specific.
6: But like more than once. Yes. You gotta do something probably more than once to really figure out if it's. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just do it once, found
0: From Richard's thing, he likes getting his butthole eaten, yeah, that's it. licked. How many licks does it take to the center to get to the center of your asshole? I'm just, I,
6: I, I'm very curious as to three what the taste is.
0: Well, if you clean it, it should be if nothing it's clean. Yeah,
2: it doesn't really taste like much. Maybe the yeah, soap. If it, if it tastes like in... sweet chili heat Doritos, you've gone wrong. <laughs> Have you guys ever
0: eaten pussy? And and maybe not you, but eaten pussy and it tastes like a copper penny a little bit. I've had that. Yes. No. Yeah. No. 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 no.
2: Yeah. yeah. A woman's taste will change depending on where she is in her cycle. But That's I didn't discriminate I the fuck. I fucking kept eating. <laughs>
0: And he was eating. Oh, my God. You don't know. Okay, that's a reference to a personal story. Okay. What? Okay. This buddy of mine in high school, like my core group of friends in high school, one of them is like, used to be like as big as I am now, but in high school. Uh, side note, he eventually went on a cruise and got some weird fucking stomach virus and lost weight. And he's skinnier than anybody in this entire fucking room right now, which fucking drives me crazy. <laughs> but, um. We, Me and Bob, not, my friend Bob's not the fat guy. Uh, I'll say his name. He doesn't listen. John was the fat guy. <laughs> and uh, we ran into someone who went to John's church. And they were like, yeah, we had this big picnic outing the other day where we bought all this KFC. And all of a sudden, a bucket went missing. We couldn't figure out where that bucket <laughs> went. And we found John around the corner with the bucket by himself. And the girl goes, and he was eaten
9: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So it's always been kinda of like an inside joke between me and Bob and he was eaten. <laughs> we were sixteen when we heard that story. Oh, we're still God. killing it. Like- <laughs> You know how you have to be eating to get someone to say it like that? Like that's a wing, like a drumstick, and literally just that, w- just that twist. No, w- no, that's that's him eating a fucking thigh by with by hand. That's like that's, that's a, a fucking <laughs> <rah>, <laughs> corn on the cob eating a fucking thigh. <laughs>
6: like. Can I ask a question?
2: Sure. Oh, God.
6: How long do you spend? Like, what's the time? How long do you spend down Eat him ass?
2: Oh, I don't know. There's not really a specific number mm, to something okay. like that. Hmm.
0: It's like a foot rub. Ten minutes. You can feel
1: it out.
2: Yeah, that's... yeah. I don't by know, the way... It's kind of part of it. You I gotta a know... Fucking, like, you just know when
0: the moment You gotta know gone. when to hold them, <laughs> know when to fold them. I'm, I'm a foot pimp, by the way. I'm a fucking... I fucking can massage the fuck out of feet, man. I used to do it to my mom growing up all the time, so, like... <laughs> I've created a technique. Yo, I'm a foot pimp. My mother... What? I used to rub my mom's feet She's fucking tired She works all day Two jobs oh, Making it happen God, Running that motel
4: together That's Fucking right. psycho Fucking <laughs> psycho
6: so this next clip is very near and dear to my heart. This is a clip from the 15-hour live stream that happened back in February. This clip features Rouge Fatale and devastation from queens ranting. that station drag on YouTube. These queens, like, let me tell you, I was a fan of them before they came on. I was ridiculously starstruck. Um, a lot of this clip is me talking about how starstruck I am and how much I love them. But it is also talking about the birth of the Halifax Bell System. Society, um, because both of us use bells um, in our shows, and we bonded over that. This was such a great moment in time for me because the 15-hour live stream was super special. It was insane, and the fact that I pulled it off is still crazy to think about. Also in this clip is Travis Lindsay and Scott McLean, who are in the room as well. And some awesome banter goes on between, uh, Rouge and Deva and Travis and Scott. So this was so much fucking fun. What a fucking day this was. Um, I wish I could include more clips from the 15 hour live stream, but it's just, it's just too much, you guys. So, um, this is the clip I chose from the 15 hour live stream with Rouge, Fatal and Devastation. And subscribe to Station Drag on YouTube. I'm obligated to say that as a member of the Health Expel Society. They are amazing. Guys, we're here with two very special... I am not worthy to be in your guys' presence. Well, thanks. Like, I I am overwhelmed right now with Starstruckness. Rouge (laughs) Patel! Hi. <laughs> and devastation.
4: Hi. You know okay. she made these cat pants for this evening. Yeah, <laughs> these what? outfits were designed Shut for you for up. this evening. No, yes, and You're I'm lying. loving the fact that we're against a gold sequence. It's just this is everything. It's this just is adding everything. that. Well, extra I have been so pop. excited for this. You have no idea. I've been dancing around since I knew it was going to be on, I and sc- I listened to you guys. I'm like, these are my people. <sighs>
6: you guys are my people people. i i i i was like kind of nervous that you'd forget or you'd be like i don't want to do that i i was like kind of like nervous that something would fall through and then like when you when you said you said the words you're booked in i was like booked she said booked
4: because we classy
6: that that's a good word i have
4: a manager i have to make sure these things
6: where are y'all from where were we born where are you hailing from
4: I'm from the eastern shore of Nova Scotia. Eastern what eastern shore? shore. Like Guysborough. Okay. Okay. Very eastern. Yeah. Very. And
6: Anna for me. Oh, my God. And.
4: A bunch of fucking hicks. Anna I'm from Guysborough. It, yeah. It's close-ish. We used to go shopping there. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where we went for groceries.
9: For <laughs> <laughs> <The> groceries. <laughs> the big
4: town. We're going to town to get provisions, ma'am. Yeah.
9: <laughs> <laughs> we had to come out of the woods.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta snort that's a ding I wish I, I yeah you know, I, I, okay I, we need
4: to talk about this for a second yeah. actually before we yeah, go any further yeah to
6: seriously seriously talk about this
4: we have a bell as well yeah
6: that's why when I and I didn't never you, watch you I was you. in love
4: we didn't know about your bell no And we have a belt. Devastation was gonna come over here and steal steal your belt and call you pieces of horrible names. (laughs) (laughs) Because you stole our fucking shit.
6: I started first.
4: But we just found out (laughs) she's true.
6: Also, Boys Club stole it from me too.
4: Oh, are you guys a voice club? Club. Your voice club? (laughs) Boys club? Okay, because that's the episode I watched. I'm like, these are my fucking people.
10: But I do
6: see the occasional Instagram post of like where you make everything and
10: assemble everything.
4: Oh, in the drag room. It's in the drag room. Where is that? Like in the drag room. That's my house. That's
6: at your house. Our house has six levels. What? Yeah, it has six levels. Oh,
4: don't get excited. It's like six rooms all just yeah on. I live in a tree house. house.
9: Basically. So the bottom Not level really. is the
4: studio where we're, we're Queen Tranting is. Yeah. And then the next level is my salon because I'm a hairstylist. And my drag room and a bathroom and the laundry room. And the next level up is the living room, then the kitchen and then our bedroom. And the top level is the production level. <laughs>
6: Holy shit, six levels?
4: Six levels. It's destroying my knees when and my comfort, hips. When you come the that's office. the only thing, huh? Yeah, you'll uh, see. Yeah, that's true.
6: I like my cry. Seriously. We I offered love you guys her so a much. spot
4: Yeah. To come over and we'll film a podcast and we get to have a couple episodes.
6: It's like, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a Queens Ranting crossover. I'm a big fan of the crossover episode because then
4: you kill two birds
6: with one stone. Well, that's called called intoxicated Queens Queens Ranting. Ranting. That's
4: called Queens (laughs) Ranting. Oh, dang it again. I
6: gotta say, like, when I Uh. discovered... You guys, I was like, this is, because when I looked at your stream, yeah. okay, okay, Here we're going to go cheesy. Do it. When I looked at your stream and I was looking at your videos and how you, because you guys do green screen too. Yeah. Right? I was like, that's how I want my future streams to look. Because it's so professional and high quality and amazing. And I was like aspiring to get to be is on it? your See, level. I just already... think like it's so good and awesome. And it's so much like it's the intoxicated vibe. Like yeah. just talk about whatever, drink, bring a bell every now and then. Yeah. Fucking post it.
4: Does your bell have a name? I Ours is Patty. I, Pat, Patty I Le don't bell. have
6: a name for the, the bell. What about Lucille?
1: What about Lucille? Yeah. Lucille though?
4: What about that's fine.
1: that's uh, not really cool.
4: Or Beatrice Hattie yes. LaBelle. Beatrice that bings. You Ooh. better come up with one
1: because come Tuesday, me and Von are
3: gonna have a name
4: for our bell. You better have a fucking name. So oh my god! First? Can we? But your like... episode
6: will come up before when my this episode will come out, which is next Friday. We
4: need to call it HBS, the Halifax Bell Society.
9: <laughs> well, bell. all yeah.
4: podcasts and video, exactly. <laughs> we can all have to have a bell. It's like bell. somebody's like, "Yeah, we have a podcast." We're like, "Do you have a do bell? Give a, <laughs> a bell.
6: Not going to be hanging it's with us." Podcast
1: equivalent.
3: I have like a verified checkmark on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah.
6: I you got a bell, you a Except girl. it's a bell.
4: Yeah. Welcome to Intoxicated. We're verified. Babe.
6: <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm hanging out with people just not even like recording or anything, I'll ding it in regular conversation. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a part of my life now. I had people just...
4: who text me dings and I made, up, uh, uh, yeah. I made up little <laughs> gifs and stuff like ding. Ding. It's great. Where's like, Martin? Stick. It's like drag queens He's we talk about all the time. It's right just now. like an actual ding. I
6: recently learned how to do that with my hand. No, let's click in.
4: See, I'm really stoned right now and I got oh the dry mouth, God. so I can't really move. So I can't guys really. You just
6: made three African kids run home for
4: supper. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Why
9: don't I have a fan?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you obviously didn't listen to them. I told you, honey, they're racist as fucking hell. These are my <laughs> people. He's black. He's allowed to say He's it. allowed it's to say it. We have one in the audience. Eyes. He was allowed to say half It's What we say, we always say there's one in the audience. We can make fun of them. Yeah, exactly. Namaste, motherfucker. We don't care about your race, religion, creed, or color. We'll make fun of your (laughs) ass. We're Um, equal opportunists. We hate everyone
9: equally.
6: Okay, you guys, the next clip is coming at you from episode 101. And this is with Ruth McMullen from the Optimistically Depressed podcast. I discovered Ruth um, at a podcasting conference and instantly wanted to meet her and also have her on the podcast because she was just such an open and honest and real person, very sincere and genuine. Um, I'm so glad to have met Ruth this year. She's one of those people that I'm very grateful for. Uh, I cannot recommend her podcast, Optimist Depressed enough. This is a podcast all about depression and talking openly and honestly about it. She has guests on that share their stories. It's very vulnerable and amazing. And I love Ruth so much. I was actually a guest on Optimistically Depressed. My episode is episode number 53. If you do want to go check that out, it's so awesome to have a new friend in podcasting who also does a solo show and sort of understands the grind behind that. So, this is a clip from Ruth's episode, which also was. Um, was the first video episode that happened this year, the first time I ever did a video component. So, super special episode to me. And in this clip, we talk about the worry we have with being annoying and also overthinking. I do want to bring up one thing. Yeah. Because whenever I have a guest on, I, I usually stalk them on social media. Oh, okay. Um, you made a video, like you do little videos every now and then. Yeah, you'll talk about your day or something that you experienced. Yeah, and then you'll open it up and and be like, you know, did you guys ever experience this? And I think that is so cool. By the way, oh, oh it's a great thank you. way to like get engagement and stuff. Oh, thanks. um, you made one that really resonated with me, which was the you mentioned. Um, do you ever feel um scared that you're annoying?
10: Yes. And yes. that when you
6: said that, I was like oh man do I ever feel that yeah is that something that you always felt or is that something that has come out of kind of being you know putting out the podcast and being more out there on social media and like like is, is it connected to that or is it something that you've always felt I've
10: always felt it same why have you always felt it do you know <sighs> I think
6: because I'm louder. Yeah, and I'm a little more energetic than most people. I always feel like I'm annoying them.
10: <laughs> uh, oh, I find you endearing. Oh, thank you. I find you endearing. Oh, thank See, you. We found our people. We did. So a cult of happy annoying people. <laughs> yeah,
6: <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a weird thing because I think, um, and I don't know, maybe it's not a woman thing. It could just be a person thing, but like you like you'll do something and it's it's genuine and it's you but then you'll you'll think back at it and go oh maybe not maybe i shouldn't have done that yes and you'll overthink
10: yes overthinking is another one of my terrible weaknesses yeah like, oh i overthink oh it's and like what's like is there a solution i don't really know
6: <sighs> one to, like the
10: overthinking So the overthinking one thing that i've started to do is that i'll interrupt myself mid-thought and be like nope this is the truth and I've had, I have people in my life that I trust enough mm-hmm. to tell me the truth. Right. So then I will interrupt my thoughts and be like, no, they said this. And that is true about me. And right. I, I also journal a lot. And I find the process to be much more therapeutic.
6: Yeah, the actual writing. actual writing. And do you just, do you write at the start of the day or the end?
10: I like to write at the start of the day. Interesting. I like to get up before the kids get up. So I try to get Ideally, in an ideal world, I would get up at 5. Jesus. I know. And
6: then because yeah, I'm looking at the camera cuz people people watching know not a morning person. <laughs> but I also respect morning people because I'm like you on it. Like you're getting on it, you're going to conquer that day.
10: Yeah, that's like, how that's how I feel when I get up early. I'm yeah. just like when I've had my coffee and then the kids are waking up and I'm just like I got. This. I can do this
6: because you're
10: giving yourself that time for you. Yes, it's so important.
6: Okay, so this next clip is with my good friend Shannon, and we got together at the beginning of the year to talk all about heartache and breakups, and this is another special episode to me because, again, it has that kind of audio diary aspect to it where it is a moment in time that we can look back on and go, oh, my God, look at where we were in our lives back then, Um, and I love it. It was a little drunken. It was a little emotional, but Shannon's a dear friend of mine, and I love having her on the show. So any chance I get to have Shannon on, I will do it. Shannon and I also did a short-lived summer podcast called Sarah and Shannon Kiss Some Dudes. I do believe it's still available on the internets, wherever you find podcasts. If you do want to check that out and tune in to all of our dating misadventures over the summer. Um, That was a lot of fun. Again, super special to me that we did that. This is a great clip of us talking all about our bad habits with guys and how we think we would be awesome girlfriends.
11: The point is, you cannot predict where the heart goes. That's exactly what it is. You can't, you can't. predict it. You, you cannot. cannot. I thought he. I thought that boyfriend was going to be the first start of my wild phase, mm. and it ended up being a boyfriend that lasted forever. That the first boyfriend I moved in with. See, see, perfect example. So it. it- Perfect example. You never no. Perfect you, fucking example. I think it's very easy for someone to say I'm just going to go up for a rebound and maybe yeah. find someone that sticks in you with you and you want to see again and again.
6: And it's easy for friends to say don't be the rebound.
11: <laughs> See, I agree. I agree. I agree entirely. <laughs> I agree entirely. Because so, like you there are some person where I feel like maybe they're probably giving you signs that yes, you are the rebound, or they are right. just not in the headspace. More like No, that's what it is. It's not that you're the rebound. It's that they are not in the headspace for any relationship. Be right. with you or it's timing. anyone else. It's, it's timing. timing. Yeah, it's more timing. timing. It's not so
6: much the person.
11: See, I thought I had timing and I didn't.
6: Fuck timing. Timing can go fuck itself. It's the fucking worst It's garbage It's hot fucking garbage Sarah. Yeah Tell me about it fucking, I've been doing this shit for seven years yo mm. Seven years single mm. Did I break a mirror seven years ago? I don't know oh my god, I never thought of that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember I'm like did I break a fucking mirror?
12: I'm sure you didn't Oh my
11: god
6: Because my thing is is that I, like, What I've been realizing is Is that I'm just not a guy's girl I'm a girl's girl And I'm a gay guy's girl
11: too straight, she's just too
9: straight.
6: But like, but, but, like, who I am is stacked against me in terms of straight guys.
9: Oh, really? Wait, that's deep as shit.
6: But what I mean by that is, yes, it's. I was talking about this with a friend last night. Like, it's pretty easy for me to develop a crush on somebody. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy, yeah. But like, generally speaking, guys aren't into me romantically. They, be- they might want to fuck me my might the, that's the first hurdle is the f-
11: that's the first hurdle yep.
6: Do, are you why attra- is the first are you attracted hurdle? are you physically attracted and would you sleep with me is usually the first hurdle why
11: is the first hurdle your vagina and your mm, heart that's a therapy session for Sarah
9: yeah. I'll let you know if the person <laughs> I have next week is any good I'll pass you their number the yeah, sex
11: <laughs>
6: attic right here that's why it's the first one uh, Oh, I um. Therapy, but I yeah, therapy. love and sex addicts. Yeah, we—that's how we determine our worth, right? I just want someone to love me. Goddamn. Which is and it's bullshit because I think both of us would be stellar girlfriends. Our I am
11: the best God st- goddamn yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. No one has ever had anything bad to say except that they don't want me. So. Oh God, that's so sad. Yeah.
6: But yeah. like, same, same, no. more like, like, same for me, too. Like, they don't even let they don't even give me the chance. Next up is a clip from episode 105 with comedian Brittany Campbell, who is a widely loved comedian uh, in the Halifax comedy scene. Uh, she's actually no longer in the Halifax comedy scene. She has moved on to bigger and better things out in Alberta. But everyone who has hung out with Brittany loves Brittany and I love Brittany and I hope Britney hears this and I'm just going to say Britney's name one more time, Brittany. Um, but we all love Brittany and Britney came on and we talked a lot about comedy and in this clip we are talking about taking the jump into stand up and just doing it and the mindset that goes into that.
7: There's a difference between doing a bucket list thing that you want to do and if you're famous enough to like have people come out or even if you're just willing to ask your friends to come out, fucking do it. Yeah. Anytime someone ever says to me, oh, it's on my bucket list. Try stand up. It's like, well, fucking do it. There's mics. Do it. Like, just do it. and see. There's because- nothing. You don't have to keep doing it if you don't love it. Yeah. And if you're not fine. good at it, just quit. Like, I love it when people aren't good at it yeah. and they quit. Like-
6: People keep telling me to do, it and I'm just like, I'm a little... Ner- I don't know, but all that. Do what you want. It's just weird because um, it's do what funny. you want,
7: not because people people tell you to do.
6: I definitely have have stuff. You obviously love the idea of writing jokes. It's but it's it's just the idea of doing it and worrying that. I don't know, I can just see myself, like, vomiting or something right after, like, i like, working myself up. But it's weird don't because... Don't worry about vomiting after yourself. worry about vomiting
7: before I've... Th- yeah, that's true. I never, like, at first, I was never nervous. When I moved to Halifax, I also had this thing where, like, my lungs were a little messed up for a while. Oh shit. I feel it's because... I feel like it's because I went canoeing and my cigarette pack got soaked. I let it dry in a picnic table and then I smoked <laughs> him again. Like I feel like that might have had something to do with it. Honesty on this uh, podcast. But at the same time, like, I when I first moved to Halifax, I get nervous before shows, and I would just be standing outside, like probably smoking a cigarette, and just throw up. Yeah, like that I would just
6: be yeah. I'm nervous. You you kind of work yourself up a little bit. You throw up, and I'm like, whatever, it's over now. I think that immersing myself in shows and going to so many shows has made me want to do it more um, because I'm I'm seeing it more. I'm getting a feel for it more. But it's just I don't know. I See, don't know what it is. There's there's a difference between
7: enjoying comedy and loving it because
6: anyone who
7: wants to do that I people don't realize that it's such an amazing art form. Yeah. It truly is. You're not always going to see gold but whatever you see is going to be entertaining whether it's for the good or bad. Yeah that's very true. You know obviously there's some shit shows and if you're self-aware enough to like pay attention to what's happening and realize what's going on from the stage is a person's thoughts which is so cool to me. It is. It's so great. That doesn't mean you have to be the person doing it to enjoy it oh 100 percent. that's why but I'll if probably you probably never do it and i'll probably just keep but if doing you ever Facebook statuses. yeah but if you ever which is also great yeah but if you ever want to try it don't ever hold yourself back from trying it you know what i mean 100 percent. if you want to try something on your bucket list like why would any of us be the one to
6: say no to say no yeah it's,
7: and the and the good comedy show runners and the good comedians other ones that are like yeah try it like Let's do this. But also at the same time, if you're really bad at it, just fucking quit. <laughs> Give yourself that, time. That's my not fear. you personally. But like and, But also too, I feel like I love when people quit comedy.
6: Like it's great. I think it's because too, I'm like friends with a lot of comics. Like I would Yeah, you can I would see them on the scene. I would see them in the crowd and I would just go, like, if I even just make a couple of them laugh, maybe I have something. Mm-hmm. But if none yeah. of them even like I don't know. You mean, if you're on stage, yeah. Okay.
7: Well, comics are the worst person to give <laughs> you jokes for because we don't you guys, laugh.
6: It's true. You don't. I, sometimes you do. I've sometimes seen I it, do. I, I do
7: too. But I, I do sometimes, depending on the person. First of all, if I've never seen them before, mm-hmm. some of it's a surprise. Well, mm. well, people. What comics are trying to do from an audience blows my mind. We're trying to make them make an involuntary sound. You know what I mean? We're trying to get them to laugh, which is an involuntary sound and involuntary movement. We're trying to force them to do something that they don't intend to do.
6: Like, even if it's a. Um, so fucking hard. Even if it's just like this, like. Ha! <laughs>
7: yeah. Oh <my> God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're at the same time. No, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Like, we're trying to make people do something that's out of the normal and mm. it's hard. Mm. But at the same time, we, we start to, as comics, like. You know, we, we get used to it.
6: Yeah, that's true. So
7: you become desensitized. Same time, If I see someone that I haven't seen before, I'm more likely to laugh. If it's someone I really like, as long as I haven't seen these sets, I'm still going to laugh. Or yes. if it's someone who, like, isn't even trying to be funny at that moment, but they say something that, like, makes me chuckle in a way that either the audience didn't respect it or didn't get it, or, like, it was just, like, I'm laughing at them sometimes. Like,
6: I can't help it.
7: Like, and, that's who we are. We're and, laughing at
6: the funny. And also, I gotta say, too, like, little shows that you can do open mics at are a good place to obviously do your first set, because it's encouraging. Yeah. It's an encouraging atmosphere. Depending on the, and the night. Depending on the night. Yeah. But, like, when I've seen it at, like, my Comedy Mondays, yeah, it's always been quite, um... You know, even if the person doesn't get a thought like a bunch of laughs or yeah, it, it's quite encouraging. Yeah. People will clap after and like
7: to shut people down. And especially the hosts, when went are brand new. Exactly.
6: And the hosts are always like, Yeah, like, give them up. Like he came up. Yeah. For, like it's 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 very nice. Yeah. I, and it's stuff like that that would make me more likely to get up there and do it if I yeah. want to, which I don't think I do. We're not but, trying you know. to be mean people. We're Fuck not no. trying to like break no.
7: people. And it, you know what? Like I'm not going to become best friends with every comic that starts comedy because I only have so much time in my life. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm not, I don't want people to fail. Like, we are, uh, as a whole, most humans are good and they, we want people to succeed. Yeah. Because the better people who are that are around you, the better you do. Yes, that's Because if you're true. competitive like I am, I want everyone to kick ass because yeah. I heard a quote the other day that was like, if you're always the funniest person in the room, you're not doing it
6: right. Now we have a clip from episode 109 with a very good friend of mine, Andrew Vaughn, who is a great comedian here in Halifax, and an intoxicated regular. This would have been his second solo episode of the podcast, and in this clip, we are talking about opinions and how you express your opinion, Facebook comment wars, and also how opinions tie in to comedy.
0: You have to, you, you, I mean, ultimately, you have to understand when you're saying shit online... There's a portion of people that are go- are going to, whether they know it or not, are going to genuinely feel more comfortable challenging you because you're a woman.
9: Hmm.
0: Like, like whether they know that that's subconsciously what they're doing or not, and I think they less likely and, to challenge a man than they are a woman.
6: And a lot of the times, it's women challenging women.
0: Yeah. Oh, you guys hate each other. It's... Fem- fuck you.
6: men aren't the problem
0: for women it's other women other
6: women it's so true
0: feminists are terrible feminists are terrible they hate more women than they do men like like it's 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 and and different racial lines and different divides oh the feminist movement is i mean it's great feminism's i'm not one of these I, i hate these fucking guys i hate these fucking guys I love uh, to say they're a feminist. Ah, oh, go fuck yourself.
6: Yeah.
0: I'm not an ist of anything. Yeah. I want equal rights for both of us. I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. You, I, you're just trying to get your dick sucked when you go out and you publicly want to be like, I'm a, fem- I'm a male feminist. I just... Oh, go fuck yourself.
6: I just... Ugh. Uh, I don't know. I just think people are so quack, too. But in the
0: feminism movement, like I was saying, you got the... There's so many problems in the feminist feminist movement when you take uh, white middle class feminists and or white upper middle class feminists. They don't look at other fucking poor mm-hmm. women of color the same way they look at their other female. Like hey, there's so many fucking problems. Oh, but that's just any ideology. I'm not saying there's fucking.
6: Well, and just the internet yeah. in general, and the mm-hmm. the, the need the sure. need yeah. to to argue.
0: Yeah, I mean. Tone is everything, man. Like, I almost got into it with a guy last night. I'm so glad I diffused it. Yeah. Because then I realized, like, afterwards, like, we were both reading into each other's tones
9: uh, okay. a lot worse. What was the than status?
0: Oh, it's just like I posted, um, you know, the, the picture of the Trump quote where he was like, oh boy, I'm fucked. This is the end yeah. of my presidency. Yeah. And there's a guy, I won't call him a comic. No offense. If you do listen to this, I'm not trying to be a dick. You're not a comic. You're an open micer. And, uh, there's barely, and there's a difference and there's <laughs> a difference and that's not an insult i'm not trying to fucking put you down it's is suspense. open mike
6: fox really they gonna make an appearance <laughs> he is my favorite character if you insist
9: uh, on yeah.
6: being called the comic yeah before yeah you've
0: done three shows and you were charging fifteen dollars <laughs> you might be an open micer. um anyway i've Known of this guy, known this guy for a while, and we, I knew that we would have different political uh, views, uh, views mm-hmm. just from stuff he said. Mm-hmm. And so he started to write, Well, you know, if you research this more, like he was, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then he said, He said completely baseless accusations against Trump. And I went, dude, when you say fucking baseless, like that just tells me where your opinions come from. And now I don't want to listen to anything you have to say.
6: Yeah.
0: You can't can't just present facts. You got to throw your opinion in there. Yeah. And then he went, well, fuck me for trying to have an opinion. And fucking, like, the typical right wingers like to say that left wing, and I'm not a left winger. I'm not. I'm not left wing. I'm not right wing. I fucking hate both sides equally. Uh, I'm very much a centrist. Um, I believe in. Mm -hmm. I believe in. I believe gay people should be allowed to get married. Well, they are, but uh, like, yeah. when they weren't. I yeah. believe in equal rights and equal pay for women, which is very leftist. I believe in socialized medicine, which is very leftist. Yeah. Uh, But I believe in fiscal responsibility, which is yep. very conservative. And, right. and stuff like that. And I believe in free speech, which now seems to be something conservatives are fighting for more than liberals are. Like, like, yeah.
9: So
3: I
0: guess I just. So he said something to me about that. And then I went da 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 da, and he goes, "But you're a comedian. Isn't your job to have opinions?" And I was like, "No, my job is to be funny." Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's my job. Like, don't get me wrong. The best comedy has opinions behind it. Uh-huh. But the best comedy wasn't written with an opinion in mind. It was written with a joke,
6: something to make someone laugh. Yeah. And a joke to yeah. me
0: is a joke that reflects something about the way that we live in, whether it's trivial or important. It reflects something about how we live. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the opinion comes in. But the funny has to be there first. The funny has to be there. So that's why then. I said, no, my job is to be funny. It's not to have an opinion. But
6: and I think people who see jokes and get offended by them, they just don't take the second to um. like, be like, okay, wait a minute. So then like, le- like, Let's look at this statement.
0: He said something. He's like, well, I guess pandering is one way to get to the top. And then that's when I got angry. I was like, what the fuck do you mean, pandering? Are you trying to say I pan? Are you trying to say that everything I fucking earned, which I worked my ass off for in comedy and I'm still mm-hmm. working my ass off for mm-hmm. it, that I pandered to get it when you can't write a fucking joke to save your life like that was that was what was going through my head right like my immediate thing was like I'm a Fucking ruin this guy. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna make a comment that's gonna be so fucking devastating that he's gonna, it's gonna ruin his fucking weekend. It's not gonna ruin his night. It's gonna ruin his next four fucking days. You wanna challenge me? I'll fucking show you who to challenge. Yeah. And then I realized, I'm insane right now.
6: <laughs> right? Why am I have, this angry? It's always good to have that moment of clarity though. And then I realized,
0: drama. we we just gotta joke about this. And so I started making jokes. I called him silly. It's actually funny. Nick Beaton is a comic it. from Toronto who told me, anytime you're in an online fight, tell them they're stupid. And it'll defuse the fight because it's just they can't handle how stupid it is to say you're stupid, right? <laughs> so I just yeah. said you're being silly. Right. And that diffused the fight. And then we started joking about porn.
6: Next up, we have a clip from episode 112 with comedian Nick Burden. Uh, Nick has done two episodes of the podcast. This clip is from his first episode. Both times were so much fucking fun. Nick is a great intoxicated guest. He always shows up and is ready to drink a lot of blue lobster vodka and talk all the shit. So this is a really funny clip from a story he told in the show about being catfished. But it is a weird thing psychologically as a chick because you're like, Oh, I, no, I shouldn't let this No, no, yeah, this yeah, yeah. No, no I, ex- I
13: explained to her. I was like, listen, like, I'm on drugs. Like... <laughs> I, I thought I thought in my mind that I could make this work and it didn't. Please don't feel bad about yourself.
6: Right, right, right. You
13: know what and, I mean? Because I I don't that. like I don't like when when I don't want to be that guy to make someone feel bad about this. This actually reminds me of a different thing too, bro. Yeah. I got catfished one time. Shut up! You got I've catfished? Legitimately been catfished. Okay. Oh, so I love this. This is this was like oh. a couple years ago. I I I matched with this girl on Tinder. Okay. Looked at her pictures and I was like, yeah, I would like to get into that. That mm. seems great. Especially in her profile. She was like, don't want to be your girlfriend. Just looking for uh, a nice little fun. And I was like, hey, Good for this, her. Is, this is my fucking more, bread. Yeah. More, women,
9: more,
6: I, more, more women should do that.
13: But more women need to not do what she did to me. Oh, Anyways. Okay.
6: okay. So the first part profile wise, do it. But the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
13: So uh, uh, we didn't end up like speaking for like a while because I was like, yeah, we should hang out. Never ended up working out. Then I went like I was away for like three weeks and then I was back for a week and then gone. Like it just never happened. Then randomly I get a text from her and I was in Ottawa and she was like, uh, uh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just like hanging out. And she was like, well, uh, do you want to come over? And I was like, oh, like I could just <laughs> I could just come to your house and like not even like I don't even have to like take you out for drinks or anything. I'm like, this is a fucking win. You know what I mean? But that was drunk me. I'm not thinking. I'm like, in my sober me would have been like, this is too easy.
6: <laughs> yeah. You know when like in yeah, like yeah, yeah, you know in yeah, like action
13: me. movies where they get to like the like ghost town and they're like, it's quiet. Too quiet.
6: Yeah, it's it's too good to be true.
13: Too good to be true, exactly. Yeah, to be yeah, in my yeah. drunk head, I'm like, yeah, I'm such a fucking rock star <laughs> that this fucking girl just How- wants to skip the bullshit and get raided to the D.
6: How drunk are we talk on?
13: Um Yeah, I'd had several drinks.
9: (laughs) Um, Pretty drunk.
13: So she's like, "Uh, come to my house. This is my address. I'm like, okay. So I jump in an Uber. $17 Uber, okay? This was... We're heading to the west end of Ottawa. Like, the gross... Not like... The rich Canada part of Ottawa. I'm talking like the, mid, the Midwest of Ottawa. Lincoln mm. Fields. All my Ottawa people know. And that's the other thing, too. That should have been another red flag. Those who live in Ottawa know. If you're going to meet a girl in Lincoln Fields, this is probably not a fucking good idea. <laughs> Anyways. So I'm on my way. I'm like, hey, I'm on my way. And, and she's like, okay, uh, uh, my buzzer's broken. So just text me when you're here and I'll come down and get you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that, I'm like, I'd almost rather that, you know.
14: Interest.
13: Yeah, yeah, I'd rather like go up to like the apartment like with you, you know what I mean? Then we like shoot the shit a little bit, whatever. Kind of get like, cause
9: like,
13: mm. A, I want, I like hope you don't have an annoying voice. I don't know, man, annoying voice is really like, fun. like if I you're like,
6: get, a- I, I'm super insecure about stuff like that.
13: Yeah. Your voice doesn't piss me off.
6: My laugh is very, I have a very hearty laugh. And it's very honky. <laughs>
13: it's good for comedy uh, audiences, though. Yeah, it is. I, I remember at that one show that you were at, I was like, that's a Sarah laugh. That's, she's <laughs> oh, she's, car- she's carrying the team right now. I like oh, that.
14: thank you. <laughs> Anyways,
13: okay, we're getting off topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we fuck it. I get there. I'm like, Kay, hey, I'm here. And then she's like, okay, hey, I'll be down. And like, as I was in the... like. I even, I was like, hey, you haven't seen this girl in person before. So I went through the Instagram again to just be like, all right, let's just make sure. And everything checked and everything looked fine. I was like, hey, all right, all right, all right, cool. Fuck. So then
9: this is, this is how
13: bad, (laughs) this is how bad it was. I'm, like, looking at the corner of my eye, and I see this girl come downstairs, and I'm like, oh, that's not her. So I just, like, look away, and then that person opens the door, and she's like, hey, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that is her.
6: So did it look at all, like, the Instagram?
13: Uh, no. Was her it face angles? face was very, yo, this girl was a fucking magician with angles. Goddamn. An damn absolute God. fucking wizard. Okay? That's um, my
6: worst fear, by the way. Yeah. That's probably everyone's worst fear is, like, someone thinking, like, oh, this, like, ugh. Okay, so not not
13: only did her face was very different. I don't know how you can just, like, erase acne with filters.
6: Uh, Ah, Facetune. Do you know Facetune?
13: No. (gasps) Okay, this girl's a wizard, regardless. Also... Also, man, I looked I looked like meticulously, because like I know some girls they try and trick you or they just do from like here up in the pictures. Yeah. I was but... looking for body shot. I look for the legs. I look for the legs. That was yeah. like, that's the dead giveaway, right? Yeah. This yeah. is making me sound very shallow. I'm a very no, nice person. No, no,
6: it's totally respectable. You gotta have a body shot. 100 so, percent
13: Her body was large.
6: How much like in terms of pounds? This how... woman was
13: bigger than me. Okay. And I weigh 170 pounds. What did you do? This is how I thought about it. I'm like, "You have successfully tricked me <laughs> to coming to your house?" <laughs> you earned this fuck. Oh my
9: god. I went up. in there and I fucked her. Shut up, shut I up, fucked up. her. Shut up, shut up.
13: I did, for sure. So
6: much red. Shut up. Oh my god. You earned it.
13: I immediately blocked and deleted her off everything after cuz I want to like did, forget that did I did this. Did you enjoy the fuck? Um, was it, I, I enjoyed the blowjob because fat girls will suck your dick like they're gonna die tomorrow.
6: I also heard in terms of fucking, it's the same thing.
13: Oh, uh, it was. Uh, uh, I was. I was asking myself why I was doing this uh, in my head um, while it was happening. Yeah. Still nutted though, you know. And then the and, other. Okay. And then this is this is all I could think about when I when I was having sex with her. I was like, what if you knock this girl up? <laughs> And she's like, I'm kidding. Cause here's the thing, like, man, when I was with my when I was with my ex, we never used condoms. But she was hot. So I was like, okay, if I not, at least my the mother of my child, I can yeah. fucking look at. Did 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 you not
6: use anything? Or did you just pull out? You just used with your, who? your with your girl, girlfriend ex girlfriend.
13: Yeah, pull out. Pull out. Olympic pull out. level pull yeah. Olympic it's, level pull out game. It's
6: in the words of Dane Cook, the pull and pray.
13: The pull and pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.
6: Yeah. Next up is a clip from episode 114 with Claire Belfort and Heather McDonald. Claire is the sister of Scott Belfort, who is a two-time guest of the podcast, and his clip is coming up a little bit later in this episode. But I absolutely love these girls. It was so much fun hanging out with them. Hopefully, they'll be back on um, when they're in Halifax next. But this clip is regarding a subject that has come up quite a bit on Intoxicated, which is dating comedians. You guys are both so fucking great. Thank you you got to get there. you oh, got to, like... Nice of you to say. You yeah. are. You are. Keep going. Keep, keep chasing those dreams. You know what? Okay. <laughs> and then maybe... I will. One day I'll get up and do an open mic. Never. No. <laughs> it's not going
15: to happen. I hope you do. Oh, I man. I hope you do, too. I, I think mean... think you
6: would be very good at it. I've already been told that I can't date comedians in, in the scene because I have a comedy podcast. Well, you Who told you wanna, that? You just don't want to do mates? that anyways, Which so. I, What? They said that you can't? Well, not so much that I can't
15: just that's not an ag- a good Is idea
6: being like I consider myself comedy adjacent yeah mm-hmm. um but I also am like if let's say a comedian came on and like I don't know I had an experience with them and didn't go like they broke my heart or something like it's not like I'm gonna like go on and like bosh their episode or mm-hmm. yeah. like I'm not the Taylor Swift of podcast <laughs> yeah though. although like I might throw low shade in a future episode but it would just be low shade well that's just
15: yeah. that's just it would just be low <laughs> You know, people Real should low. be, people should be nice people and then they won't have low, low key shade thrown yeah. at them. And
6: it shouldn't yeah. matter if they're a comedian exactly. or not. Because if they were a guy, it would be the same thing. Right. They're just like, just but, like normie. Also at the same time, like I don't super recommend. I was just, comics. well, I was going to ask. I mean, what about depends. you guys? What are your thoughts on it? Like we've both dated. Comedian.
15: Mm-hmm. my yeah my uh, i got the, my second most recent relationship when i was out of it i was like i don't think i can date anyone but a comedian like I, we broke up largely because uh, comedy was such a stress on the relationship and then i dated a comedian and it was like it was just the the breakup was so high stakes it felt like when for it to come to it like when it came to an end it was like it worked out great and we're really good friends and i you know right. would put i would be like happy to have him here like yeah, you know yeah. but like yeah uh it was scary or it was very scary yeah. to break up interesting
6: because i would always think that would be a good thing because you'd understand the industry you'd understand the exactly lifestyle exactly
15: with it, and like the demands That's those the those are like, all very true those were all like incredibly positive parts of our relationship yeah. and we were like really helpful to each other there was with my relationship in particular like um i felt like I mean, maybe it comes back to like just, you know, how women are socialized, but I felt like in a lot of ways I was really, uh, I started to care more about his career and like, and like what, how he was moving forward. And I did start to really think that he was funnier than me. And I do still think he's like one of the funniest people I know. Like I, anyway, Right, but like it gets to a point where it's uh,
6: like I don't want to say the word competition,, mm-hmm. but you kind of feel like it is,
15: yeah, yeah, that would be what I would say, Stunky. I definitely want to be in a relation the next relationship I want to be, in I want to be very comfortable that I'm the funniest one. Are you <laughs>
6: Well, that resonated with me you saying that you care too much about his dreams yeah that that hit me in a place because I feel like I'm like that in situations like not even dating situations but just like you know if I have a crush or if if I like someone I will just be like nurturing nurturing yeah I'm picking that up from you don't
15: like it it Come
6: and it it sucks it sucks when you get to that point where you're like well I gotta like shine bright too yeah. mm-hmm. and you want yeah. someone who's gonna let you shine bright yeah, that's
15: yeah. So fucking wants, cheesy. it's very but that's cheesy so but you it's very true
6: that too yeah and we you should both someone be shining happy to you know yeah. yeah it's a give and take i love it's this is all your apartment shiny. makes so much
15: sense now yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's two <laughs> two two <laughs> two all gold never let
6: anyone dull your shine Ugh. would
15: that's you date a comedian again heather
6: what was that like? It's a pet oh. Get off your Instagram right <laughs> I now. I
15: want to do a story. Oh, okay. Oh,
6: that's a okay. Uh, a B P. She's oh, really, yeah. she's really
15: good. A B P at social needs.
6: Um, <laughs> would I do a comedian again? I don't know. What was the? What it's, were the challenges of
15: it? Oh, Heather's were very unique. <laughs> are you? How are you unique? Her challenges in her relationship were. It was uh, their challenges were not necessarily related to. I just like. I'll just say maybe like just
7: don't date a sociopath.
15: (laughs) I
6: mean, I mean that that doesn't have to be a comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Be anybody. They're so charming,
9: though. They can be right.
6: That's how they get you. That's how they get (laughs) you. They know exactly what to say. Annette. (laughs) Okay, you guys, are you ready for it? This next clip is from episode 115 with one of my favorites, Miss Kathleen McGee. Oh, my gosh. Um, This episode. This episode has got to be one of my favorites of the year. Um, This is a 15-minute clip, so this clip is a little bit longer than the others, but I do have sort of two clips in one here. Um, Number one, I fucking love Kathleen McGee. She is somebody who... Doesn't give a fuck what you think of her, and it's inspiring and refreshing, and I love it. Um, So, in this clip, me and Kathleen are talking about comedy, and she gives some tips for people starting out in comedy. And then we also talk about her comedy style, which is very unapologetic, and how she sort of established herself as an unapologetic comedian. And then to take a wild right turn here, um, I actually include another clip from the episode, which is all about nudes and butt stuff. So Enjoy this mega clip with Kathleen McGee.
14: My best advice for new comics. Oh yes,
6: what's your advice? Is to
14: hang out to go, yeah, to go to shows. Like if you're in Halifax, yeah, you're not doing shows on the weekend anyway. Go to Yuck Yucks. Mm-hmm. It's Daniel is awesome. He will let comics in if the, if it's not sold out or there's even room when it's sold out there. I think. Yeah, so yeah, like go and watch that's how i got to know all the headliners that came through edmonton because i'd go i'd watch i'd drive them around i'd kiss their asses like that's i'm not saying like go and kiss ass but like go and immerse yourself, in, and immerse it. yourself yeah. in comedy yeah. Yeah. because then when i went to toronto people were like kathleen i remember you from edmonton so right and i personally sometimes get to bring people who i want on the road so if i know somebody you're around me all the time i'll be like oh i want to go with this person and you'll get a gig
6: and it's like, it's like networking. It's yeah,
14: like, but if you're just going to like come and do a spot and take off and not hang out and watch a headliner or meet the headliner or anything, so then true. they're never going to know you. Very true. And I don't, I, I like, I don't forget comics who do guest spots and take off <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> without a good excuse. Yeah. I mean, I know there's comics that have other shows afterwards, but if it's just like, well, I gonna, mean, I have a set at this show that's just comics in the crowd, so I'm going to take off right after. Like, okay. You need to watch some comedy. It's and so important. Especially if
6: it's like a good headliner. Or like or Especially yeah. like, if it's especially a, if it's a bad
14: headliner. Yeah. Go watch the bad headliner so you'll learn what not to do. Exactly. I'm not kidding you. Ooh. That was advice that I got when I started. Like watch all the headliners.
9: Mm-hmm.
14: And then figure out, it, it helps you figure out the kind of style that you like. Like maybe you'll watch uh, like someone like David Schroeder and be like, I really want to be a storytelling comic so he's someone that I can talk to if I have questions or...
9: Right. Or I really want
14: to do this kind of comedy, and that—that's that person. Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't copy them. Don't no. don't become like a mini other comedian. Find your own voice, but
6: find your own. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's.
14: I I think it's just so important, and it doesn't happen as much anymore. Where comics will come and hang out and stick around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so fucking true. Yeah, and then it's so funny because there's comics in in the scenes like that uh, that will do that, and then they'll start getting all these gigs and then all the other comics will be like oh, why are you getting all those fucking gigs and if it's a guy going with a female comic <laughs> oh gosh. for sure you're fucking that comic which is complete bullshit and pisses me off uh, more than anything
6: yeah that.
14: Yeah. Yeah. yeah like when i find out people say that i'm fucking a comic because i'm taking them on the road i they go into my i hate you pile oh, because gosh. that's such bullshit
6: so do you get that all? like do you get that from other comics
14: well, I get it. Like, if I bring someone on the road with me, yeah. and then they, then a couple, like, uh, like if I go on the road with this one person in out Alberta, I have a good time with him. He's fun. He drives. Mm-hmm. There's nothing between us. And then people are like, "Oh, are you guys fucking," and I'm like, "No, I he just is grinding, and I want to give him some reward for going out every night and and doing what comics are supposed to do. It's yeah. very frustrating because oh my- whenever a guy comic helps a female comic out, they're never like trying to fuck them. They're just you know, of course not. And they no. usually are trying to fuck. No, them. I was just thinking of like, <laughs> like let's flip it around here. Let's flip this bitch. A bit. Well, that's
6: the thing. That's the thing that I that I hate about it. I'm like, if things were reversed, it wouldn't be as intense. But it's yeah, it's so much more on women. You
14: just have to learn, just like with online, ignore the comments. You just have to. If you listen to what people say, and care about what people think about you, it'll eat you up, and you'll become angry and bitter. Yeah. Like I was angry and bitter for a couple of years, and now I'm just like. I just want to have fun again. I don't want to, I don't give a fuck if someone doesn't
6: like me. It, that's their problem. And that's like, like when I was watching your set, I was like, that's one thing about you that really stuck out to me is that you were truly like so comfortable up there. You really didn't like, you didn't care, like in a good way. Didn't care. because yeah. like people could like yell things and you would just be like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, like, you know I mean? don't like you're care. that type. And I love that. If you don't
14: like me, get up and leave. You don't, exactly. have, to, you don't have to tell the world that you hate what I have to say. You have free will. You can get up and leave and uh, not get your money back because that's what a pussy does. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) did it take you a while to
6: get there in comedy? Oh, yeah. To get
14: that like courage. It takes a long time to be comfortable on stage. I think when I first started to get really comfortable, I stopped writing set lists. I don't write set lists anymore. Oh, really? It's all up here. Yeah, but like I just don't like I I like that feeling of I don't know what I'm gonna do. And I have like certain oh like that me out so much. I have a certain flow, like I know what mm. orders of jokes, but I can I can switch gears easily. Like if somebody right. from the crowd if we do some crowd work and it and something hits from a joke that I haven't done in years but I can remember it, then ah. it'll then I can do that a lot easier. But yeah, it is it is a comfort level. It is like just this thing of being up there and and not giving a shit and being unapologetic.
6: Thank you, and and that's what I that's what I adore about you. Yeah, it's it's Com- I love seeing like I like those are the comics. Those are the especially female comics that yeah. I'm drawn to because it's 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 harder. It's, comics it should
14: is- never apologize, Fuck even no. if they make a joke Fuck in no. bad taste and it's a mistake.
6: Yeah, you,
14: know, you don't have to like. I hate this apology. Um, apology sort of society. Sorry to offend, so sorry to offend. But it's so 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 like, offended. so somebody will make a mistake, then they'll go online and they'll say, I'm sorry, blah, 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 and people will still be like, it's not good enough, it's not good enough. It's like, well, then, sorry, I don't know what to do yeah. for you. That was like... I'm a-, a human
6: being, I make mistakes. During one of your sets, you, you pointed at the sign, you're like, we're at a comedy show? Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> yeah I really liked that because I was like it's that's so a very true. hacky
14: line but yeah
6: I, I, I love that though because I do think that there's a certain type of person that just won't get well some people the do need a comedy show. some
14: people do need to be reminded because like sometimes I'll like what I always do is if people aren't laughing I'm like what is wrong with you because I know these are good jokes yeah there's tell me, This is you guys, not me. What the uh, fuck is wrong with you? Like, you, I need you guys to laugh. I need yeah. you, you're, you. You paid money to laugh. Laugh. <laughs> laugh now, please. And it's just like, you just have to have that. You have to be like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you do have to be comfortable, but it's like, it takes a really long time. Especially with comedy that is more
6: um, kind of diving into like, you know, the dirty things. Yeah, yeah, people. yeah. And like, like, come on, let's be honest. We all fucking thought this. Yeah. Just, just for one second get out of your you know stuffy persona and just laugh yeah laugh about this these things that we all go through yeah you know like like and that's what I love And about even if comedy. you don't agree with what I'm saying
14: well that's part of comedy is to yeah. go and see if I can make what you think is not funny funny exactly like wait maybe I'll be able to make this funny like I had a woman come yeah. up to me she goes I can't believe I was laughing at some of that stuff because I don't agree with it but it was really funny I'm like see if you listen yeah you gotta
6: be open-minded yeah
14: it's like the people that read the the title of an article on facebook and then just share Share it it. without reading the article it's (laughs) like that's that's what people who complain at comedy show that's their problem they'll hear a word that they don't like or a situation they don't like and they'll just be like no i'm not gonna like this joke at all so oh my gosh but i had a comic early on tell me because i was like oh i I was filthy gross and not in a funny way (laughs) like it was bad jokes like they were not funny but, um, when I, I did a contest and he, the critique he gave me was if you're going to tell jokes like that, you need to grow some balls, which is sort of like a shitty thing for a guy to say. But he, the, what he meant was like, you know, you have, he's like, be unapologetic. You can't tell a joke about cum and then say, I'm sorry. Was that okay? You just have to tell all it right. and just be confident in how you're telling it. You gotta
6: go, you gotta go all in. Yeah. You gotta, you almost, you just gotta go in with your gloves on. Kind yeah. Of you just can't,
14: you can't on. apologize. for for who you are and what you're talking about and yeah you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna tell a joke that doesn't work or you're gonna tell a joke that people like whoa and you're gonna be like whoa, i can't believe i just said that that's rude (laughs) consent has become such a like important thing and women have to ask for it and men have to ask for it like it can't just be it's not just men that don't ask for consent there's plenty of women out there that are too aggressive sexually or so you got to ask for what you want. Well,
6: that's what I always because uh, I, uh, another thing that comes up on the show a lot is ass eating and butt stuff. And oh I God. always like hear stories of like men like, "Oh, she just stuck a finger in there."
14: And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like when I hear those
6: stories." I don't like that either because I wouldn't want a guy to just stick a finger up there. Absolutely
14: like, not. If so, yeah. if a guy was like, "Could you put your finger in my ass?" I would say absolutely no. But some girls would be like, yeah, let me do it. Let me go in there. Exactly. But yeah, I know. I just decided to put my finger in his ass. Like, no, that's not cool. That's absolutely not cool. It's never
9: been
6: in my mind in a casual hookup or like a new hookup or like maybe it's like the first time or first couple times with a boyfriend where I've been like, "Mm, I think I'll just do that. Like, I feel like that's something that comes with more time. Or if you're doing it and you say,
14: do you like that? And they say, no, that's when you stop.
6: Or you like you hover the area. Yeah. And you say, Do you like that? You want me to go further? Like it's stuff like that. that you uh, the can butt do. is
14: a very delicate place. And oh it's God, become like right? I have a joke about how much butt stuff like younger people talk eating ass like So common. That's not a thing in my like mm, I just mm. it's weird. It's kind of odd. Me either though. But it's become like it's become a thing. Like there's lots of people that talk about eating ass all the time and I'm and I'm just horrified by it. But that's me being old. And yeah. maybe it's a great time, but I personally think yeah, I wouldn't put my tongue where poo comes out.
6: I would be open to. F- I've never done anything but related, ever. Not, na- no- Not even as a birthday gift. Nothing has been in here, and I've never put. So like, na- like I'm, I'm clean slate. Okay, totally. Do- but I'm open to it. Is the thing
14: I've done, but stuff open before. To it. I'm definitely drunk.
6: I. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound clip.
14: <laughs> uh- <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a that good one. That
6: sums up my podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. right there. <laughs> Someone says something very revealing and I goes, I'm Okay, drunk. I'm drunk. Okay. No, I
14: have done butt stuff before. I don't think I've ever enjoyed it that much. Did I've never... Did you do it all,
6: like multiple times with the same person?
14: No, I've always just been like, okay, you can try it. Then I like... And then they do. And then you're like, ah! it's like falling into cold water. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's what having a dick put in your ass feels like. Oh, my you know that feeling like i one time i was in jasper alberta and like we were we were on this we were on this creek that was glacier water but it was like middle of summer it was like 28 degrees outside and we were on rocks and i went to cross the creek to get to another rock and i slipped and i fell and i went under the water and i was just like <gasps> like, <That's>, I,
6: <coughs> like it, it, it's like a shock it's
14: that's what anal sex feels like it feels like falling in cold water i I don't and to some women i have a friend that only likes anal sex i'm like you're nuts but okay i
6: can see how people would enjoy it because i kind of started thinking about it differently i'm like okay i understand like it's pressure on because like the clit is huge like it's a huge internal thing so i can see how like if it was like hitting the right areas maybe it would like feel better i can understand putting a butt plug in and getting fucked still like in your Vagina,
14: yeah, that might feel good. I think that, but, but just butt, I don't know. But do girls like? I, do girls like have like the prostate? Like I get boys, their prostates in there. Yeah, I get it.
10: See, I don't know. See, but I, I don't understand like what clicks. the benefit
14: of a of a vagina butt. It must <laughs> just
6: be angle. I don't really know. It's, it's, <laughs> I love how we're just like we don't understand. I don't.
14: I'm Sue Johansson? And, and I'm sure I'm gonna get a, like, person. like. People will say I'm kink shaming. But no,
6: no, we're not doing I'm not
14: shaming. I'm I personally am not a fan of it.
6: And it's and I'm personally um I would never eat. I would never do that, but I'm open to it. But like I it's it's not and it's what not do a big you, deal to me? It, and what kind unhappy.
14: of what kind of wine do you pair with ass? <laughs> like, <laughs> is it a red? Is it a white? I
6: don't. I want to go into a liquor store. Just and go to s- <laughs> Let's find a sommelier to ask. What kind of
14: wine do you pair with ass? If I'm like, planning on eating my boyfriend's ass tonight, what kind of wine should I drink? Yeah. What will bring yeah. out
6: the most? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm like, do you like? kiss after do you brush your teeth after
14: well i can I tell you something if you fuck a girl's ass do not put it in her vagina after because that's no. very dangerous oh i
6: would just instantly get in, I would, it would be instant yeast yeah and i'm not a
14: ass to mouth thing that's fucking weird. yeah no.
6: i know took me a while to even be down to vag to mouth oh i don't mind I, that. That's I, fine. I used to hate it yeah yeah when i was really young but now I don't
14: care. Yeah, because when you're young, you're like, ah, oh, things are gross. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Why would I want to taste myself?
14: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get older and you, like, <gasps> hook up with some men that are actually good at what they do. And then you're like, oh, it's I tastes really good. <laughs> yeah, it really
6: ain't bad. It really doesn't taste like my. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I've never gone down on another girl. But I want to at some point.
14: I've only ever finger banged another girl. I've never, I've had girls go down on me, but I've never gone down on a girl. That which,
6: would be my ideal situation. I feel very selfish. No, that's, no, that's amazing. That's the best case scenario. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, who knows? Was it just one chick or mal- like?
14: Mal- yeah, I had an orgy with no. <laughs>
6: <laughs> All at once. Yeah, and...
14: like the like the threesome in the hot tub. I didn't right, go, right, right. she went down on me, I did not go down on her. I finger banged her. Was that fun? Yeah. Yeah. It was
6: fun. I really. Thought it was it's easy. a
14: different angle to go. I've never been in a, a vagina at that angle, right?
6: Because you're used to your own. Yeah, and all vaginas are different.
14: Yeah, and guys are like, "Do you finger bring yourself?" I'm like, "Not really." Like, and no. unless I'm, I have a lot of time. <laughs> that's, that's
6: the weird thing about sexting. Because yeah. if I'm masturbating, like normally it's not yeah. insertion. Normally it's just clit. No, most times but like if i'm sexting with a guy they're always just like put your fingers inside you yeah, i'm like okay okay i'm gonna be bored
14: for the next 30 seconds
6: <laughs> and i'll always just like do it or like say i'm doing it okay not big do it. guy whatever you want
14: <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to come or not
6: <laughs> that's why girls you save one picture of yourself finger banging yourself and just send that every time oh my god and you're out <laughs>
14: I've sent like <laughs> topless pictures. I'm not a fan of sending the vagina picture.
6: Ooh, it's. I feel like I've mastered it. You have sent your vagina to people? Yeah.
14: I feel like so. I every time I take a topless picture, not any. I don't do this anymore. But when I was single, I would. I when I was. Do you remember when Tinder had moments? Like it was like yes. stories. I used to put like topless pictures we <gasps> up on Tinder. Really? Because I was angry, and I was just like, I don't fucking care about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But every time I put one out, I'm like, no, if that got out, I'd be okay with it, because I look good. I never... No woman is ever going to put, like, a picture of her naked, like... <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, we've... It's like selfies. We've taken at least 20.
14: What angle do you take a picture of your vagina at that that's the best?
6: Okay, so... Okay.
14: Hmm.
6: So, I have determined for me personally...
14: I feel like my nails would identify me too much, so I can't... I'm,
6: I'm a pro at shower nudes shower
14: nude like you take your phone in the shower with you yeah
6: now i used to have a life proof case which made it waterproof which is not really anymore handy. but now i've mastered the art of holding it kind of outside where the water is but then you get the shot of the water on like if it's a boob picture it's like the water is like pouring down your boobs yeah and it's always a kind of a diagonal with boobs sort of like you're tilting one way like this yeah the, the, those are my favorite boob shots and then you, you always gotta kind of squeeze them in a bit you just gotta but with vagina the the best vagina pictures I've ever taken. This is I know I know it sounds wild, but a bent over one. Yeah. If you like, put your leg up on like <laughs> i like trying to show how to do this on the like bathtub thingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just bend over and poke it out and like get your phone down like this. Aren't you ever scared of falling and cracking your head open? Yeah. Be careful! Don't die taking a nudie. <laughs> And up next is a clip from episode 116 with Robbie Vino. This was a very surprising episode for me. Uh, Robbie is someone who I guess doesn't normally like to open up, but I was actually really surprised with the conversation that we had and how insightful it was. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. We talk a lot about confidence and insecurities and getting in our own heads. So do you consider yourself an alpha male? I can be. Okay, in your mind- I don't like
1: to go and be an alpha male, but if the situation needs an alpha male, I can play the role of an alpha male.
6: Okay, interesting.
1: Do you know what I mean?
6: Oh, so you're kind of like a shapeshifter. But, like, what do you think your natural state is? <sighs> because because <laughs> I think that there's this, like, image of an alpha male, and I yeah. don't think that that's what an alpha male really is. Mm. You know? There's,
1: there's lots of studies about it, like, saying that there's no such thing as being an alpha male and that's just like a
6: well i just think like confidence has an error and, yeah. and and if you're confident um,
1: i think it, it doesn't ma- necessarily
6: mean like you're the loudest if, most yeah that's, biggest that's person. exactly what i mean no. there's a
1: difference between being a cockhole
6: oh yeah and, and being
1: confident. an alpha male. alpha male
6: yeah yeah no but
1: no. like i would be an alpha male <laughs> <laughs> if you need me to if you need me to, I'll fuck shit up. If you need me to, see,
6: I used to think I was alpha female, and then I was like, "Nah, I'm not." No, you're. you're... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't
1: even know me that well. And he's like, "No, you beta as shit." I didn't even say you're beta as shit. I'm just saying, like, alpha. If you think you're an alpha female, you're you not. Are That's not ex- an I actually, alpha female. I
6: actually do agree with that. But I actually fully admit you, that you I'm are, not you right now.
1: You are hanging around with a bunch of weak bitches that just let you walk over them because maybe you have some sort of arrogance of being hot. I think the You're, only... Like, I find most guys let a pretty girl run right over them.
9: Oh. Hmm.
6: I don't get that. From what? Well, I, I, <laughs> well, I mean, like, I've, I've talked about this a lot on the show, like the crazy hot scale, like how that's a thing. No, I'm very I don't aware even of
1: think crazy hot. Like, it doesn't, even, like, because ugly girls can pull it off.
6: Yeah, I guess. But I'm just very aware of where I land on that scale, which is I don't get by just on looks. That's just never been a thing.
1: No, but you have a good personality.
6: Yeah. But, I mean, like, there's there's girls that are – they don't need a good personality. Do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. I definitely like, met next the level girls hot. that don't need a good personality. But at the, but at the but same they, time – But they – but that allow – but but other guys allow them to have that alpha feel. Yeah. But they're not an alpha girl. Maybe not, yeah. Like, an alpha girl is, like, a girl that's just confident.
6: Yeah, I think so, too. I think and the do only you, reason I use. Do you think I you're used... confident? I am working on it. I mean, it's actually you are
1: work- no, you are working on it, but, like, do you think you are confident? That
6: was no, the question. not right now. No, no. I, I, I've had... You can, ga- abs- you can... Yeah, I'm actually doing an episode on Sunday about, like, body confidence. Like, I'm the heaviest that I've ever been in my life right now, so that that contributes to that. Okay. That's an insecurity. Yeah. And also, like, there's other things. But you're, there's li- other you're reasons to be confident
1: why. with insecurities.
6: Yeah, no... I- Oh, I agree with that as well. Because
1: there's your true self, and then there's the self you perceive out to the world. 100%. Yeah. And like my, my, and I even have a perception that other people perceive me that I'm not even trying to put out
6: there. Oh, no, me too, though.
9: Yeah. Like, what do you keep doing? Oh, the, with the
6: bell is like an, and I I agree.
9: Oh, okay. Yeah.
6: Yeah. You can dig it whenever you want. But like, I, I actually totally agree with that uh, because. I think you can. I think you can be self-deprecating and be confident. Like I think I am confident in that. I am who I am, and I put myself out there. Yeah, and I and I'm just like, this is what it is. I'm 32. This, what you see is well, what you get, kind of thing. What
1: I get from you is you're sure of yourself.
6: Oh, interesting.
1: It's not, it, it, Maybe you're not confident in it, but yeah, you you, you are. You are. Um, fuck. I don't want to say it, but you're mature enough. Robbie yeah you're like mature enough to know who you are and when you yeah. know who you are
6: I'm self aware
1: yeah but like but you're like you're just human so you have the insecurities that come along with being a human
6: exactly and, and not everyone but, says but, talks about those insecurities even that
1: confident girl that gets a let lets herself get walk over all the guys yeah she she's not getting to walk over every guy because she her, in her head she's just a human too so she's gonna have all those insecurities. True. Like everybody's just the fucking baby.
6: And I wouldn't want to walk over anyone. Like to me, that's not. No, but not I'm not even saying.
1: I'm not even saying like like a pretty girl doesn't even tr- have to try to walk over. I'm saying right. like guys will just let them get away with a little bit more because they're so hot. Not even if they're hot, just if the girl's showing a little bit more confidence. Like guys are very just as insecure as girls.
9: True, very in true. every
1: aspect. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. Mm. Everybody's, everybody has that little voice in their head that's going. Oh yeah, that's just saying the stupid shit that you're like, oh, uh. and and then yeah. when you fucking text, when you're texting, yeah, you're you don't you're that little guy in the back of your head takes over your fucking thumbs. very true and that's why you send those long drunk bullshit not even it doesn't even have to be drunk it could be just an emotionally charged text
6: Uh uh-huh yeah that you wouldn't save
1: like me and like say me and you were like texting back and forth Uh and you said something that made me insecure Uh
6: uh-huh
1: i let that little inner monologue in me Uh uh-huh just take over. Just take over. And those, maybe I'll say some things that I would not say to you.
6: Yeah, 100%. In
1: Like, in person or and mean to say. Upon further it, it's, thought. It's, 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 my thumbs are connected to that inner monologue that's not letting it filter through my my... <laughs> face you know what oh, I mean.
6: but i think i think something that comes with like self i talk about self-work a lot because like self-work? i'm work yeah like i'm for not worth. in therapy work like working on yourself like working on what's wrong uh, okay because yeah, yeah, like right now like i'm on the wait list for therapy and i'm like well i gotta do what i gotta do until i like, get to talk to somebody but like but like this one must thing help
1: is more than therapy
6: oh like like just talking about stuff like that but that's the thing that's yeah. kind of why i started the show because i was like i do think that there's an aspect to like a drinking conversation yeah. where like or heart to heart where you can talk through shit but i think like what you said about like the insecurities taking over your like and then you just say things that's something i've worked on a lot and i used to be yeah. way worse no, but with I, that.
1: I i still do it like and I'll, I'll always end up apologizing and saying like oh i didn't really that was just that was just like a reaction that my inner monologue just took over. Like, yeah. I would never send like a fucking page of messages right. like explaining myself like that in person. Like I would be able to Oh I mean
6: it's safer behind the phone.
9: Yeah, like you feels, everybody you has feel like so that soft, safer. But but that yeah. but I'm
1: what I'm saying is that that's your the thing that talks to you when you're going to sleep, that sometimes takes over Oh God, does it ever? Yeah.
6: Next is a clip from episode 117 with my good friend Frankie. Frankie is an intoxicated regular. She's an amazing light in this world. She is constantly sending me really positive messages on Instagram. We need more people in our lives like Frankie. This is a clip from our episode where we talked all about body confidence. And in this clip, this is something i took away from our episode which is all about protesting your insecurities and learning how to not negative self-talk what do you think of the phrase fake it till you make it
16: i don't know if i support it because i find that that can foster like a placebo effect Mm.
9: Mm -hmm.
16: and like i mean if you end up getting high off your own fake confidence, then, like, by all means, do that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, to me, with faking it, is there a making it?
6: Do you really get there? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Yeah. Um, It's like... Because I'm the same as you, I don't necessarily agree with it. I mean, I'm one to think you can be confident and still have insecurities. Be honest with those insecurities. Because is anyone ever not going to have any? Is the thing, like... Like, even the most... If we look at, like, a Kim Kardashian or, like, who we think are, like, the model types, like, they still have insecurities. I sure hope so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't know Kim personally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, I and I think that, too, and I think that if you're faking it all the time, like, it's going to shine through eventually that it's not genuine. Yeah, I feel
16: like that would have the burnout factor. Yeah. Because, like, it's basically pretending you're all right when you're not. When you're not. Yeah,
6: exactly. But then if you speak so openly about not being all right, it has, like, the opposite. It also has a negative effect. So I don't really know where the happy medium
16: is. I read this thing fairly recently that I've been, like, kind of trying. Mostly because, like, anytime anyone gives me a tip for, like, handling any kind of, like, mental stress or disorderly conduct going on up there mm. uh, I kind of take it with a grain of salt and I'm like oh of course that would work kind of thing um, but yeah. I recently read that sometimes it can be helpful to give your negative thoughts like their own um persona like personify Ooh. them like give them a name like give your negative thoughts a name and every single time you're thinking something bad about yourself just shut the fuck up Bianca
6: <laughs> who the fuck are you to talk about me like that fucking cunt <laughs> yeah, because... Well, actually, that's actually a great point. Because one thing that um I've... Uh, I was to a lot of, like, self helpy podcasts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing was talking about... Oh, I just lost the thought. A negative persona. Oh, yeah. Like, you would never... If you ever think about, like, how you're self-talking to yourself, picture it being a friend of yours. Like, yeah. You would never say that to... I would never say that to you. Yeah. Or, like, a friend that I really care about. Like, yeah. Like... So why are you saying it to yourself that way?
16: Yeah, that's exactly... Yeah, or it's just like... Yeah, kind of the logic of it was is, you know, what if... What if Bianca was saying that about Sarah? Would you let Bianca say that? Fuck no, I wouldn't. So, yeah. fuck you, Bianca. You're done. <laughs> yeah, love that.
6: Is Bianca your, your persona's yes, name? Yes,
16: absolutely. And Bianca. it's 100% because Bianca is the name of Mariah's anti-Mariah in the Heartbreaker video. Oh, my God. <laughs> I
6: was thinking of, isn't that the name of the chick from 10 Things I Hate About You? Or, oh, like, am I, or maybe I'm wrong. M- maybe I have not seen that movie recently enough. That's so funny, Bianca. Um, I wonder what mine would be. I'll yeah, have to think no. When about Mariah
16: it. beats up Mariah in the bathroom at the movie about Mariah. I Mariah. love
6: the Heartbreaker video. That's a classic. Yeah. Holy shit! And then one of the other things too, like speaking of Mariah Carey, like <laughs> in this article it was talking about um, think of your role models. Like like when you are having moments of like that you're not feeling confident or low self esteem or whatever that is, like think of them and I'm like yeah I guess because like, I I always picture female comedians like right. like Sarah Silverman Chelsea Handler Whitney Cummings, yeah. like these fucking ballsy funny women yeah you know and like I think of that I'm like look how ballsy and smart and funny they are And like I just want to embrace that side of me yeah and, and not focus so much on the physical kind of thing. So, like, you do you look up to
16: Mariah Carey? Oh, she, absolutely. She's, what, she's your girl. Um, I mean, like, yeah, besides the fact that I'm completely enamored with her. Um, <laughs> I think about the fact that, like, you know, she's like, great. in the mid-90s, um, at the height of, like, her... Like climb to fame, like she was in a really abusive relationship, uh, who happened to be the head of her record label. Oh, yeah, um, but yeah, right. no, he was super like sexually oppressive. He wouldn't let her leave the house. He made her wear turtlenecks and trench coats. So oh. when the Honey video came out, and she literally does that like jump into the pool and she takes off her clothes I just and got she's chills. swimming. <laughs>
9: That's, no, seriously.
16: It's it's a full on, like, it's been said that the whole thing is a metaphor for her leaving him. And, like, that's the first time she showed cleavage. She wore a crop top. Like, she did choreography with all these dudes grabbing all up on her. She's she free. She fully embraced sexuality. Oh, my God. And, like, honestly, finding your sexy side is, like, one of the... the biggest things i think that has helped me masturbation has been one of the biggest
9: things
6: that's helped me oh big time oh i feel that and that's also that can also be up and down but i
16: think oh yeah like i've gone through phases where like i could be laying there forever and
6: nothing's going to happen
16: and like sometimes i just don't want to sometimes i'm not into me sometimes i don't want to fuck me and other times
6: i'm like i want to fuck the shit out of me Right? (laughs) right right Sometimes I I'm love like those days. Sometimes
16: I'm, like, driving home, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that bitch <laughs> on the charger.
6: But that's, but that's the thing, too. I think, I think that, like, when, like, you and I can talk about this candidly, but, like, some women can't. They get embarrassed, and they still get, like, shy about it. And I'm like, we got we gotta really start. Like, that's why I love this new era of Miley Cyrus cuz she is so just like pussy I love my pussy and like 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 she's just so she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. She does not give a fuck and like I don't know listening to her new music it's kind of like my Mariah right now. Like it's Yeah. You're having that moment. It's just tapping me into this side of me that wants to stop giving fucks. Yeah. Cuz innately i give way too many fucks i feel that wholeheartedly yeah i give way too much like i i just care way too much about what people that's, think that's a water sign problem oh it's so true i'm water dominance oh god that's i feel like that's a whole other podcast yeah. like, going into our birth charts oh like, buddy god. and up next is a clip from episode 121 with chris halef I nabbed a clip from this episode where we're talking about sort of the mentality of a comedian when they are done a set, and just sort of the idea of always wanting to be better and never really fully accepting that you did a good job. This is something that comes up a lot on the show. It is something that I've noticed a lot interviewing a lot of comedians, and also in this clip, we talk about the idea of dealing with various types of crowds.
2: There, like if I accomplish something, I oh, there's always like. Like, but I should have done this I should do more like I think who was it somebody said it might have been Cannon uh, shout out Cannon Cux. hey Cannon I tried to get Cannon on the
6: podcast but yeah. he moved uh, away I so know. randomly
2: yeah Fuck. in Toronto I missed that guy but uh, I think it might have been him he said uh, it was a I don't know he meant it as a compliment but I took it as a compliment where he was like he said something to the extent of like I react the same way when I get off stage like when I have a good set or a bad set like if I had a a good set I will react the exact same way getting off stage as I would when I had a bad set because I walk off stage every time, like I would walk off stage and be like, ah. somebody would be like, you can't, it would be like, good job, and I'd be like, oh, I fucked up, <gasps> and like I'm the, like, cause I don't. I don't know, I don't I don't get satisfied that easily. Actually, and it kind of sucks.
6: This has come up before. I forget who it was. It might have been Tra- I think <clears throat> I might have talked about it with Travis, but Travis is also someone I feel like who um uh, he can kill, Yes. But he can he still finds things that he can improve on. And that's and, and, I and think that's, that's what that's a, makes him great. That's a good skill. I think that's good yeah. because you're going to be constantly aiming to be better. Yeah. And um jeez, Louise. whew, And that's That's what makes me so nervous about, like, I, I gotta say, like, just, you know, having gone to, to Mike's for almost a solid year now, like... I'm still just so nervous to get up. There well, you're anyway. also
2: talking about Travis Lindsay, who's like l- legitimately one of the best comics yeah, in Canada, truly. not truly. just here, just in Canada in general. Yeah. So, like, and I, like you know, he has very high standards for himself, and that's what makes him great. Like, it's you know, true. But like, when you're an open mic, like I'm, I'm still an open mic or whatever. Like you know, I've, I haven't been doing it long, so it's like you know, when you're at yeah. this level, like you should be having more fun, but, like, you know, I am having fun, but at the same time, I'm also, like, I want to get better. I respect the art form that much where I want to get better.
6: And it's also not letting a bad show or a bomb or, like, yeah. you know, what people <laughs> call as bombing. bombing. Um yep. Like, that's interesting that he said that you have the same reaction, so it's neutral. It's not yeah. totally bad or yeah. totally good. Yeah. So even when you, if you did bad, mm-hmm. you would... Th- just keep that level head yep, yeah. and look at it constructively, and go, okay, what happened here? Was it the crowd? Yeah, because uh, be I try not to. I try a not. lot of times, it's the crowd.
2: Yeah, I, I will say, like, there's a couple of times where, like, like you can do like a a bit like that, like works. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people like who are like more experienced in the city. And I won't name any names, but who are like great comics, yeah, who do like this bit that's like a great bit and usually works other places. And then they'll do it in front of like a certain crowd and it doesn't do anything. And you're like, oh, I may. I- that's just happened sometimes. Sometimes it's part hard. of it. Yeah. Sometimes the crowd's not the most ideal. Like, you know, you can't always blame the crowd. Who knows? Maybe, like, the delivery was off or something like that. But there are times where, like, the crowd can be a little shitty. Like, yeah. you know, High Life Social Club is kind of like that. And then sometimes, like, you know, you'll see people get laughs on things where you're just like, really? You laughed at like. Yeah, it's interesting. Because like, even, in even they'll come off stage and they'll be like, I don't understand why they laughed at that part. Like, you huh. know, it's just a crowd, like, stoner comedy or whatever. Uh, a lot of times it can be a really like you know tough like situation or whatever where it's just like either too stoned or like you know i don't know like the it's it's a lot of the regulars i'm there every week so if i go up i have to do something new each time like they see me every week so that's good though it is good but at the same time sometimes you'll do something and you want to work on it yeah. And you're like and you may have done it in front of them before and you're like, "Ah, oh, you got a new tag for this bit or like I kind of reworked it a little bit, but they'll already like we've seen this before. They kind of like write you off immediately."
6: I was thinking about that idea recently when <clears throat> I saw like here's the thing. I go to a lot of comedy shows. I know a lot of y'all's set lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. just like just full-blown honesty, I do. Yep. Um and sometimes When it feels like a deader room, um, I feel like I need to like laugh, but I can't because, and it's not because it's not funny. It's because I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it literally twenty
2: times already. Oh, (laughs) Oh, and that's the thing. I like I like a genuine response. That's why sometimes like when I when I started like a year ago like some of my friends found out that I started doing it and they're like oh can we come like I'm like no I don't want you to come mm. and they're like no 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 we'll, we promise we'll laugh I'm like I don't want that like I want yeah. I want like an honest response if the bit or the joke sucks let it bomb so I can like you know know whether or not it works like yeah know? don't fake laugh Oh, and that's why to don't this day laugh. I still don't invite but sometimes I'll invite my little brother I'll invite him to like a good show. Like I'll invite him to like Yucks or something like that where it's like, okay, that's a fun crowd. and like you know, yeah. I love bringing him out, but other friends, I'm like, nah, you guys can fuck off. Like, he's family. I'll let him come anytime he wants.
6: And that's, like, that's something I always think about about like the idea of doing stand-up for the first time. I'm like, if I, if I ever do it, not telling the soul. Yeah. Not, telling oh, not telling anyone. Not telling anyone, and I'm doing it on a mic where it's only promoted a couple oh, yeah. days beforehand. I think, not doing anyone.
2: I thank God I didn't tell anybody when I first started because, oh boy, <laughs> that it was bad.
6: Up next is a clip from another episode that really stands out to me. This is from episode 122 with Chili. Now, this was an episode all about online sex work. And in this clip in particular, we talk about the idea of selling intimacy. Uh, Chili was such a great guest. This was a super informative episode. And in this clip as well, we also talk about the misconceptions of sex work. And what about family? Because you mentioned that your family Mm -hmm. all knows. So, number one, that must feel good to just have it out
8: there yes oh my god yeah yeah I mean the moments leading up to um when I told them were quite stressful because I was living at home <laughs> feel like guess what I've been doing in my room I'm in dad well I mean that's basically <laughs> what it came down to um yeah I think there was one night I came up and I was like they were like what were you doing all day you were in your room all day <gasps> what were you doing I was like I made seven hundred dollars today <laughs> Don't even talk to me right now. I could start paying
6: rent,
9: motherfucker. Well, I mean, I think
8: that's that's where they were going next. That's why I moved out. But. Oh, my gosh.
6: That is so fucking funny. Yeah. $700 <laughs> in an afternoon. Um, yeah. Yes, please. It's possible.
8: It just depends on what you put into it, really. What you put
6: into it. I, I do see it very much so. And this is, might be a weird comparison, but to content creation yeah absolutely. for example someone who starts like a youtube channel and like maybe does one video like every three weeks Mm -hmm. yeah versus someone who kind of makes it a part of their daily life to do it every day it's like anything the more you do it the better you're gonna get at it
8: totally
6: and i and especially with online where it's you're 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 making relationships with these people
8: Yeah, well, I mean, like, with YouTubers and Patreon, it's, like, you're still selling intimacy. You're selling, like, one step closer to yourself. Um, So, I mean, like... That's... (laughs) Okay. The way that you said that.
6: Selling intimacy. Holy shit. Yeah. That's so true. Well,
8: it's, like, you're selling, um, like, essentially a friendship to them that's almost, like one-sided i would say that like sex work is almost more um intimate than like that but yeah
6: yeah. well for example i mean like you might have people in relationships seeking you out Mm. for a side of themselves that they don't get in their relationship Mm -hmm. so it might not be like better intimacy but it's a different kind it's something that they're seeking because they're not getting it from their relationship so you're really you're truly like helping them in a weird way even though it might be sketchy because they're you know what i mean like there's there's multiple facets to that yeah but regardless like you are tapping into something in them that they're not getting otherwise
8: yeah so i mean like my view on it is if if they're not getting it from me they're gonna get it from someone someone else else, and like very maybe that relationship isn't Working out for them, and that's why they're seeking sex work. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into the morality on their part in their own relationship, but yeah. like to me, they are just another client. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I think like people feel a certain freedom with sex workers to express kinks that they've been shamed for in the past. Yeah. So whether that be like, say you're really into prostate stimulation or cuckolding or whatever it is, BDSM, BDSM, like you are really interested in this thing and your partner is like, ew, that's gross, then that thing doesn't go away. That interest is still there. So, like, you know, you delve into the depths of the porn hub and you're like, what can I find here? This is still not satisfying for me. And then you go out and find a sex worker. It's like,
6: the, it's like the next level. It's like multiple levels up from porn. Yeah. Like, you are taking it to the next level.
9: Mm-hmm. And
6: do you think, too, in some ways that when you do that with people, it gives them the confidence to then maybe seek out – um relationships that like in other words like if mm-hmm. i was with someone a guy who like didn't appreciate my geek kink and like i went to a sex worker for it um maybe i then realize how important it is to me and to get out of that relationship yeah and find someone else who can give me everything it does
8: happen um in particular with uh men who get shamed for like wanting prostate stimulation and generally the conclusion from their partner is like oh i'm scared because then you're gay
6: yeah, when just like so prostate
8: stimulation and sexuality really you know yeah like
6: those don't yeah it's the best orgasm their
8: of their lives yeah totally <laughs> um, and like even biphobia in relationships too oh, like yeah. myself as a bi woman like i've experienced to some extent biphobia i think Men experience it a little bit more when they're by, Right.
6: Um, yeah, I would say so for sure. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. What do you think are like some misconceptions about um, sex work? Because I think people mm-hmm. have this image, and we talked about this at coffee. People have an image in their head of what a sex worker is,
8: yeah, and
6: they don't necessarily see all these other layers and all these other kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a response to this. Yeah, so I love just this. Quickly look over it. She wrote like paragraphs of answers. <laughs> I really did. This uh, is
8: amazing. Misconceptions. Okay. Yes. 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 So this is actually where I got a little funny. Oh okay. yeah. Um. Perfect. <laughs> But I would say the most common misconception about sex work is the conflation between sex work and sex trafficking. Yes. So sex work and sex trafficking are two completely different things. Sex workers are actually the most vulnerable to be sex trafficked. Um so ah. they're the most likely to want to prevent it. And we need prevention against sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is awful. Yeah. But sex work is a consensual act between two adults um and it's you know it's my livelihood (laughs) i enjoy it i'm here to say that i am not coerced and yeah yeah. damn that
6: is Um, so true though
13: yes
8: because i think we
6: think oh so-and-so's going off on her own to some city she's gonna get sex trafficked yeah
8: and it does happen i mean sex trafficking is like a huge issue um but laws like Fosta and Cesta, which were aimed to prevent child sex trafficking, actually made it worse. (laughs) Right,
6: and can we sort of give a brief uh, overview of what that
8: is? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Fosta and Cesta were laws put in place in the states. I guess bills put in place in the states. Um. And essentially, they aimed to eradicate spaces online that were used to communicate, um, for sex work.
6: Right. So, so was this, to, like, for sex workers to get clients?
8: Yeah. So, like, think about, like, right. Backpage or that kind of thing. Right. Um,
6: a lot of their work would come from these sites. Yeah. And so now these sites are gone completely?
8: Um, Like, I think Backpage is gone. I'm pretty sure the personal ads are gone. Right. Um, a lot of sites did have to shut down. Um, On top of that, social media had to comply with these laws as well. Right. Um, so that's, like, why... um. I would guess, like, the whole no nips on Instagram, no mm. nips on Twitter, like, why that's so enforced.
6: Which is so fucking dumb.
8: Yeah.
6: Oh, my gosh. More nipples on Instagram. We should start a hashtag or something. Uh, well, it probably already <laughs> exists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's insane. And and so what are some other, so the sex trafficking thing, What are, mm-hmm. are there any other misconceptions?
8: Yes, yeah. Um. I think one that I saw on Twitter the other day by some conservative shithead was <laughs> <laughs> it was something along the lines of like well sex work isn't consensual sex work is just rape because you wouldn't do it if you weren't getting paid i wouldn't work at fucking mcdonald's if i wasn't getting paid <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> here's the thing like i did i did love that. <laughs> i used to yeah. work at mcdonald's none of for, us would work <laughs> yeah totally for like less than ten dollars an hour yeah and on my training week, there was another girl who was starting there as well. She was also training and she was working the drive through And this guy came in. He had just gone through the drive through and she had apparently gotten his order wrong. He unwrapped a whole fucking cheeseburger and threw it at her. Oh, my God. <laughs> and in that 30 seconds... I mean, she must have only been paid, like, five cents, Ugh. you know? Which and that's, that's so sad. Totally. And, like, the difference between sex work and that is that if somebody wants to pay me $500 to throw a fucking cheeseburger at me, then that's okay because i
9: consented <laughs> to
8: it, you know? And it's $500. Exactly. It's, like, on my terms. Yeah. So,
6: oh, that's... Oh, you're so right. Hit me up if you want to pay me $500 to throw a cheeseburger at my face. I feel like that would be, like, such an easy... Like, that would just be easy. I would do that, too. Yeah. Next up, a clip from episode 129 with Vicki Welch, a new pal in my life, an awesome single gal. And our episode was very heavy in the single talk and how we are embracing that. And in this clip here, we are talking about one night stands.
11: But he was like your, was he your first boyfriend? Um was like, real serious. The other Seriously. one was, like, three months, and it was uh, regrettable. <laughs>
13: he was wow. a guy who
11: was really into uh, World War II history, which is just... I'm a Nazi. Oh God. Yeah, which I, I didn't realize right away. And then, like, um, he bought like a na- <laughs> like you know like those like a lot of students have like like flags in Nova Scotia. Or, like, yeah, they hang them up, and like you can buy them like from like places like the black market and those kind of places. He bought one, but he bought a Nazi flag. I was I was hoping it wasn't going. here. Yeah, it was, it, it was that guy bought a Nazi flag, and then. The most fucked up thing that's probably ever happened to me in bed was like we were sleeping together and I was on top, and he's like, When I saw you on top in front of the Nazi <gasps> flag, I have never, that's never been more sexy. And I was just like, Okay, I'm out. Okay, we're done here. Yeah, we are. That. That's the is
9: wild that was
11: insane and really I was only with that guy for like a little while because I was like I want to be in a bit of a relationship before I lose my virginity I lost it to him I was like I want it to be just like I want some sort of connection I don't want to just be like absolutely you know and but yeah after that I was like okay.
9: Yay! That was fucked.
11: That's up. fucked That's, up. And like, his mom was Jewish. Like, and he was what? like, ha- and like, very obsessed with his <laughs> circumcision. Like, so oh. upset about his <laughs> circumcision, which I get. Okay, like, don't snip penises. Don't do it. Like, leave them alone. Are- if you do have a snip penis, it's fine. Keep it clean. I don't care what you have. Right. That's the important thing. Wow. So, oh, holy shit! My relationships have been weird. So, okay, so after the breakup, yeah. um, how
6: did it take you a long time to be with another?
11: Yeah. Not like super long. Okay. Um like our sex life wasn't really great. Oh, okay So yeah. um like I went and like I, I wallowed and I did a little little bit and then I actually ran into like somebody I'd met like years ago and like we reconnected and just kind of had like he had just gone through a big breakup, so we kinda had like a fun friends like partner in crime kind of like Oh thing. I like that. So it was like, you know, we would meet up and, and hang out a bit and it was like like it wasn't really a relationship, but it was like consistent. Okay. Um, so I had like that was a good like starting point. Well I did like one night stand for First, like not mm. like first, but like it was a couple of months. Like a true one night stand, yeah. Like a true, it was my first one ever too. Like first on one night stand, picked up a guy at the ale house. Well, he he picked up me, and um, you're dancing, and next thing I know, like mouths and butts and grabbing and all that, and I'm just like, all right, yeah. I'm just like, all right, let's get in the cab. (laughs) Like you're
6: cute enough. See, I don't think I've ever really had a true one night stand. Like I've had, I've banged friends that I haven't banged before, but we stayed friends. So I don't really think that that counts.
11: Like a true one night stand would be like, don't know them bang one night yeah that's it and which is like i've you know done a few things and like i've banged a friend and all that like yeah. i've done you know been been trying a lot of different things you know <laughs> and I, I like trying like a little bit of a dating thing too and yeah um but so far like the one night stands are my favorite thing because like <gasps> i don't have time for your shit but you're in because you said you're is it has been about a year yeah it's it'll November? be a year at the end of the
6: month. So, ooh, we should celebrate your one-year single like, oh, anniversary yeah. somehow. Absolutely. With some going out or something. But you're in the fun... Like, okay, honestly, to me, the first year of being single after a big breakup or relationship is the funnest year. Yeah. Oh, I haven't had it blast. because Because you're just like... Well, it'll take a while to get over it and stuff. And obviously, I think you're always still kind of getting over that relationship. Like, I feel like relationships impact you more than people think.
11: Yeah. And like it's still people like it's think still that hangs, we're done like, with it, but it's yeah. still kinda there. It still gets me sometimes. Like, yeah, like I do miss the good times or like he sneaks into my dreams to cock block uh, me in my dreams. Oh no. Yeah he comes this, I had like this dream and he, he kinda like snuck in there and I was like I had like a hot dude and then like he came back and he's like I want you back and Dream Me I was like, Yeah I want you back. And I woke oh. up I'm like fuck you dream me. You're uh, better than that's that. Fucked. Yeah and like so he showed up to cock block me in a few of my dreams. Uh, I'm, like, that's, A dream cock Yeah. And I'm like, damn yeah, that was a good dream. What an asshole. asshole. Yeah, no, Stay out of my head. But I want you to teach me your
6: ways on being trampy. Yeah. This was a word that <laughs> she used by the way. Yeah, I'm not I do. Her I'm, trampy.
11: I, you know, I I uh, you know,
6: I <laughs> was talked like about This, this is my trampy
11: year like I am fully admit like I am doing what I want. I'm going to like I don't I love this and I need you
6: to teach... cuz like I want to be and I don't know how to do it. And <laughs> it's just like one of these problems that I have like I I might be like a little demisexual. Like, I feel like I need a lot of connection to yeah. like actually bang someone, but I don't wanna do that anymore. I wanna fucking bang. I'm 32. I need to be fucked more. Yeah. <laughs> how do I do this? Um, What's the game plan? Go out and like, how do you how do
11: you meet people? I don't. I, I just kind of just do. Like, I mean, I've only had like, really? a couple. I just kind of like the, the last one I had, which is I, as I mentioned before this, that when you mentioned doing this podcast, it was like, yeah, I got trampy last week. Like, Let's I the trampy. Yeah. So I was just like, we were at a bar and like with <laughs> somebody's birthday and I had a bunch of drink and like there was a band playing and a couple people were dancing and I was like, oh my god, dance. <laughs> like none of the guys wanted to dance, so they were watching my drink and I'm dancing and I just start dancing with this guy and like Okay. This was a dance was it a dance format? It out? wasn't really a dance like it wasn't yeah, it was just kinda like th- it was quiet, it was sniggly wiggly's like on Thursdays where they do like the legendary gold blooms and the gray oh, okay. which is so much fun. I love going right. there and also two fifty well shots. Ooh, that's-, that's fun. Um the band's amazing, I love, but um yeah, we were just like dancing and having fun. Like the- the- some girl was trying to teach like his friend to swing dance and I'm like, You don't know how to swing dance? So I was like teaching him like drunkenly how to swing dance, or like stumming around, I have these giant heels on. I'm just <laughs> Like were you drunk?
15: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
11: Like not like out of control drunk. Like I, I know drunk like, enough. Though, I right? know like my level. I know where to stop. Right. Um well, Yeah. We we're just dancing and, and then like kissing and then like I pulled this really like the, night, the bar was kind of closing out and I just walked over and like tapped him on the shoulder. I'm like, "What are you doing next?" <gasps> and he was like, "Nothing really. I think we're going somewhere, but like, do you want to do something?" I'm like, "Yep. let's so, get a cab."
6: Okay, guys. Up next is a clip from episode 132 with the very awesome and funny Scott belford this is from scott's second episode of intoxicated and this is a great entertaining story about his proposal to his now fiance
17: and i mean she hates when i say this but marriage means fuck all to me i could care less about it i'm getting married because it's what she wants to do and like it's not going to affect me at all either way i I mean people say that that's crazy sometimes they're like of course it's going to change i don't think it is like we've been living together for six years we've been dating for eight i don't know how
6: What can fuck? Yeah, exactly.
17: What can change that much? And maybe this is, you know, but I don't know.
6: No, I think that that's a good sign. I think it's it's when it does change that you're probably in trouble.
17: So I was just kind of at the point where I was like, you know what? If it's going to make her that much happier, it's funny because one of the things that pushed me over the edge was fellow comedian Kirsten Finch, right? Uh, Oh, yes. uh, 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 A podcast uh,
6: alumni, if you will. Um, i'll be having her back on too
17: intoxicated alumni yes uh we had a talk where she was like no way. yeah and she was like so what are you, what's holding you back and i was just like i don't know like it's just like and and then we were talking and one of the things she said is like you know i was really in the same situation really putting the pressure to my guy and i was going crazy at times and like <sighs> and i was like so now that you're married are you like it it it's not even a big deal. She's like, no, I'm legitimately happier. I'm like, you're really? legitimately happier. Interesting. And she was like, yes. And I was like, well, fuck. Then I guess maybe I should. <laughs> like, if you're legitimately happier after it's happened and it doesn't affect me at all, then why would I?
6: That's so not fascinating. Do it, right? That's really interesting. Because right? it's like, is it just the reassurance of forever? I don't Maybe. know.
17: It seems silly because like divorce is fifty percent. So like it, I don't. Know, I am but.
6: with like I am so just like I don't really. I used to be such that girl that was like I want to have a big wedding. Mm-hmm. And I, like and things have just changed drastically for me. I don't. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I don't think it matters. But, <laughs> but. If I did find someone that I was dating for an extended period of time, I think I would end up wanting it. I don't know what it is. Hey, no, of course. It's strange. It uh, It must be a way in which we're socialized, that women... i I, I think it is of course
17: yeah it's been beaten it's not just women it's been beaten to men too that like marriages i mean this is what you need to do there's been a ladder set out of success with each rung where you you graduate high school you go to college you find your mate you get married you get a nine to five house
6: nine to five job nine
17: to five job yeah yeah you have a kid yeah, you know like you it's raise a, those it, kids you die. It's a, there is like a ladder of success in life kind of yeah. set out as like the blueprint for yeah. everyone and it's not for everyone no. but it's societally kind of what has been pressed on to us yeah right? yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. totally get that way of thinking and and you know what if it again like I said if it makes her happier so it's kind of funny because I bought the ring uh end of January so literally like oh, wow. pretty quick after yeah yeah I was going to Costa Rica with her at the beginning of March and I was like, I'm going to propose in Costa Rica and the ring fucking didn't come.
6: Oh, for fuck's sake. So
17: <laughs> I am in. I, and what I had done is I had arranged it to be, cause I ordered it uh, out of the place she wanted in New York. Yeah. It took longer than I thought getting there. I didn't get it before we left. I was like, whatever, I guess I'll propose another time.
9: Right. Um,
17: my buddy that I, I'd given my buddy the, or I'd given the ring company my buddy's address oh, so that nice. it didn't come to me uh-huh. right, and tip her off. So oh God, he bad. sent me a text <laughs> of um, your ring, the ring for Taylor is here, blah, blah, blah. Right now in the text just above that, I had sent him a list of names for my album that I had recorded yeah. at the time and so we were in Costa Rica I was shit faced and I I take I'm like can I get your opinion on some of these album names so I I open up this text and I I put it to her and she like so she's going over the names and then sees the text below (laughs) but of course I didn't know this right like I didn't know I'm fucking shit faced in Costa Rica so and which was funny because I remember her getting really weird (gasps) After that, and I'm like, she, did
6: she react when she saw when, like was there a facial? Yeah, reaction? she just
17: she just like shut down all of a sudden. Oh my god! And I was oh god, like, oh I man. was so mad. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, she can't even take time. We're on vacation. She can't take thirty seconds to give input on my comedy career. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Like, especially I, an album name—that's a
6: big deal. Right.
17: That's what I thought. And then what I didn't know is that like she had just found out that I had just bought a ring for her to propose, oh my and like gosh. she was just like, so now she's losing her mind. Of course, she's texting with her mom and stuff. All of this all unbeknownst to me right oh like obviously god. i had no idea so then when i did propose like she was all excited and stuff and then she was like i can't help it, i gotta tell you like i knew and i was like
6: you fucking knew <gasps> at <one."> least she waited until after yeah because nothing would have been worse than her going oh i know before you did
17: it oh god i oh. i mean
6: oh boy Okay, guys, we're getting down to the grind here. Uh, Next up is a clip from episode 133 with Geneva, the Halifax matchmaker, the only matchmaker east of Montreal. She's fucking fantastic. This episode was just, again, probably one of my favorites of the year. I love Geneva so much. In this clip in particular, we are talking about the idea of men being intimidated by women. We are also talking a bit about compatibility and the idea of opposites attracting Um, I nerd out so much over this stuff. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. So, Girl, so you gotta be a matchmaker. Do you want to be a dating coach? I mean, I think I would be your worst dating <laughs> coach because I have such little experience, and it's been nine years. You have a lot of good thoughts, though. I mean, I think because I've 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 been talking to people in relationships a lot. Yeah. Um. But I think like I think it's hard for me. And okay, I need to ask this too. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get p- women specifically? going to you and being like I get told that I'm too intimidating yes. to men because mm. I get that response mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. do you want to get controversial yes mm. uh, I actually have a blog about this I love this and I want to um, read it so honestly I don't feel and I'm an intimidating girl like in the in the intimidation like there's a lot of men that are intimidated by me and there's a lot of men that are intimidated by by a lot of women, but at the same time, the right man is not going to be intimidated by you. I know. So, yeah. and also ding. there's a yeah, ding ding. Oh yeah, and ding, there's ding. also there's a lot of women that also like the intimidation, the, the the amount. Okay, the type of intimidating woman that I am now compared to the type of intimidating woman I was when I was a man hater mm-hmm. are two completely different things. Right, because it's a more positive. Yes. Yeah. When I was a man hater, I was intimidating because I would rip them to pieces on the date. I would ask them all of those questions. I would basically sit there with a checklist and check. You're judging. So and and, judging them pretty much. Yeah. 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 So they're not intimidated by me. They're scared shitless of me.
13: Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
6: being scared and being intimidated are two different. No, there? exactly. But now they're intimidated because they're like, oh, she's confident. She knows exactly what she wants. She has a mm-hmm. uh, abundance mindset, which basically means if it doesn't work out with him, she has a million other options. Right. So yeah, there's a lot of men that are intimidated by me now. So yes, that's an actual thing. Yeah, it's true. There's and it's a also lot of a thing we are, get spouted a lot, I think. It's a thing that gets spotted a lot as an excuse for not putting yourself out there enough. Because um, you know, to say that yeah. men are intimidated. By by you, it depends on what type of intimidation it depends on what that is, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, and I just, are don't you being think... rude to him? Is that why you're intimidated? Well, I think, well, I think what happens specifically with me is that people see a strong person, a strong personality mm-hmm. as intimidating, yeah, that's true just right the, the right guy will not be intimidated by you and that's what it is and that's why we want to be intimidating yeah as so long as it's not rude or like over you know yeah you shouldn't be rude no like mean yeah, yeah 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 But like yeah be intimidating who cares hell yeah yeah and actually like it would make me kind of be more attracted to somebody if they weren't mm-hmm. oh yeah like i don't Cause want that means i can guy. keep up with you yeah that's I think, and that means that, that they'll like you regardless of who you are there's nothing worse than somebody who's like okay, Sarah, like your boyfriend, tone it down. It's like, dude, love me for who I am. Yeah. I don't want someone to tell tell me to tone it down. I want someone to like appreciate the fact that I am up here. Yeah. Even if they're down here. I think like, so what's your thoughts on like, you know, how they say like opposites attract and, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes like a more outgoing person might be better off with a more introverted. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Generally speaking. Um, well, when I'm hooking people up, when I'm like matching people up, um, too similar is bad. Too, yeah. Yeah. Um, compatibility wise, uh, compatibility, they have to be similar. But, um, personality wise, if they're too similar, it's not too good. Like if they're both super quiet. Right. It's just gonna be a very, very quiet household. <laughs> um, I can kind of agree that you need to actually have an outgoing person and an introverted person. Right. Um, Some balance. cause I know that if I were to date an outgoing, cause I'm extremely extroverted. If right. I was to date an extrovert guy, it'd be a constant competition. I would never be happy. Right. I need that guy who's extroverted but will also just kind of allow me be to be me. So a bit extroverted. Yeah. Because you never... Cause likes I, to be out and about. What I see all the time too is like there's a lot of women that are with guys that like don't go out with them or like... And I wouldn't want that. Like, I would want them to still yeah. Do you yes. know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and like, to do stuff. So and... it's interesting that, you, like, they have to have a little bit of that, but maybe a, more on the introverted side mm-hmm. to kind of wind you down. So I do the, that. Um, Have you ever heard of the breyers yes. Myers test or whatever oh. it's called? I do that. Oh, what god. Are, what are you? Oh, my gosh. I have it somewhere. I'm extroverted something something. I'm an ENFP. So that's extrovert. What's the N? Intuitive? Can we look it up? Extrovert, intuitive... Ah, uh, feeling and perceiving. Oh. That's me. So you can actually do a test and I do this for um like some main people. So I have different levels of matchmaking. Ooh. Um, So if they're at a higher level of matchmaking, like if they're at the higher tier of matchmaking, I'll do for each date, I'll send in the um like their results to see how compatible they are. Oh, awesome. And what it's been showing pattern wise, because it costs $6 each time I do it. Okay. But what I find pattern wise is that like if you send somebody in who has the exact same, mm. they're actually not compatible they have to be slightly different differences there. You do interesting yeah that's what the tests are coming back well i've only done like 12 so far but like that's what i'm seeing we are almost done everybody next is a clip from episode 138 with adrian gabriel another great new friend that i have met through this podcast i really bonded with adrian this is a clip of us talking all about being single as two busy ladies we talked about before the mics came on and uh, talked about how, you know, we work like you work. We both yeah. work full time, kind of nine to five jobs. You also work out. You do comedy. Like you have a lot going on in your day. Mm-hmm. Are you
12: like actively searching? Yeah. Well, like or is it
6: something that you want? Because I think you can want it, but also recognize like it's not the right time for me or do you know yeah, what I mean? That's yeah. kind of where I'm at, where yeah. I'm like, I always want it. But...
9: <laughs> can
12: it happen? I don't know. <laughs> yeah I don't like i I'm sure I mean I guess i'm I'm open to it but um like online dating and mm. it's just I find it so gross it is and depressing Ugh. that um I gave up on that long ago so I'm yeah if it happens it happens but you found uh, you found a contentness in life where it's yes. not it's
6: not like a it's not an overwhelming. Yeah. Sense of doom.
12: Yeah, sense of doom. That's a good way to put it. Because <laughs> that's yeah. how it
6: feels for me. Because I think like, it's just like I, I do really want it. Yes. Um, But I also recognize that I'm at a place where it's not it's not the right time. Right. I'm working a lot. Right. Trying to figure out my life. Yeah. And I recognize that that's not always hot. Going on a date with a girl who's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that's not how. Like, like guys probably want someone with their shit together. And I definitely don't have my shit together. um. But, like, it is... I do get lonely. Do you ever get lonely?
12: I do get lonely. Because you,
6: you live alone. You have a house. Yeah.
12: And I have a doggy, Which helps. Which helps. Although she's not terribly cuddly. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I got this dog for, like, companionship and love. And that's probably why I started doing comedy. I was like, this bitch is not giving me what I need. Uh, my needs are not being met. So I'm going to try comedy. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Yeah, I mean, I get lonely, but um, I guess, yeah, you just dating sucks.
6: It really does. So I've started, you mentioned online dating. Uh, I am, like, have not used the apps in a long time. I heavily use them in the summer. Um, but I've recently started doing these wing woman workshops. Um, oh. Put on my, by my friend Geneva. Shout out Geneva. She's a matchmaker here in the city. She does these things called wing woman workshops, where it's essentially just women get together and talk, and it's kind of like group therapy. Oh
12: my goodness. But it's
6: women of all ages. Yes. Um. So, like, I'm in there. I'm 32. There's women who are like you know in their 50s 60s who have been divorced and are looking to get back out there oh my and god is... can you imagine
12: how horrid that would be you think you've got life under control and you like you've got this path right and then your husband's like "Ah, uh, no i'm right? done and you're like 55 60 and that's the thing it's crazy it would be awful a lot of the women there are older
6: um and they're just like we i i just refuse to be unhappy and i want to meet someone and i want to get out there and Ugh, and a so lot hard. of them a lot of them say like or the older ones anyway are like i'm having more fun than ever i just want someone to come along for the ride with me and i'm like my god do i ever want to get to that point yes. where it's like to me a bonus yeah. where it's a bonus yes. and not a and, like, requirement ne- need, in my mind.
12: Like a need. Yeah, like you're needy. Yeah. And that's
6: kind of what I feel because I feel like I just haven't truly experienced. Like, have you had a lot of boyfriends in your past? I have. Yeah. 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 Like long term or short term?
12: Um, Some long term, some short term, some buried in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> just depends on what happens.
9: I don't know why I wasn't expecting don't that. That's fuck great. fuck with me. It's <laughs> so great. <laughs>
6: wow (laughs) but but you've been like since 2014 so yeah 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 okay oh man I don't know like I I just feel like I've had two boyfriends and like neither of them seemed like looking back I'm like was that love like did I (laughs) I have you know what I mean and it it just makes me feel sad sometimes that I I don't I don't get to experience the um you know, the the picture of the flowers I and mean, being like, look who brought me
12: flowers just because it's Wednesday. Like, <laughs> but I think that's kind of constructed by social like, media. Social media. 100%. Right? I think percent. that's what can lead to depression and anxiety is like, see, that's yeah.
6: a, that gets a ding.
12: See, oh my God, it's my first ding.
6: <laughs> okay, everybody, we are at the dirty stuff at the very end of this episode. Next up is a clip from episode 139 with Sarah and Lindsay from Momgasm. Another crazy fun episode. Oh, my God. We recorded for so long. So much sex talk. All the sex talk. Um, In this clip, we are talking about dirty talk. Ooh, dirty talk. Ooh!
11: I, f- yeah, I fucking mm-mm. love me some
6: dirty Thank talk. Thank you. You are, like, pro. I am, like, oh, so again, and I forget who it was because, um, you've listened, listened to a lot today. There, I've listened to a lot today, but there is an aspect of listening to two female podcasters where I'm like, who's talking? <laughs> and like, now that I've hung out with you guys tonight, I can probably figure it out Though a lot i like better. to think that we sound very different. No, we don't. You really? don't. We have the same tone. You don't at all. Yeah. Um, I don't um, talk yeah. Like this more. One of you was talking about how you were banging your man. And they were saying things that were like right out of porn. And <laughs> <laughs> it's me. And then you like told him, like and I was like, cut. That you called shit him out. out on it. I loved that. Cut that shit out. Like that I was like, okay, but that was like. 18 years old back in the day fucking in his dad's oh, okay. out, outlander or whatever yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. what is it the fucking toyota outlander is that what it is oh yeah my favorite kind of jury talk is when they actually narrate a future scenario <gasps> oh, oh that's, yeah queen. that's my that's my favorite i've yep. never had this happen yeah that's usually the one the the kind that like really i would like annoying. this to happen mm-hmm. yes. jeffrey if you're listening <laughs>
11: So actually, that's not
6: true. That's not true. That's not true. So dirty talk came into play with us when we were talking about threesomes. Ooh, that's in here too. Yeah. What are our thoughts on threesomes? So we've been talking about threesomes extensively lately, where we're very interested about getting an attractive male. Ooh, devil's three way into the picture. uh who is very interested in giving pleasure? So somebody who. I'm, like, actively, like, prospecting people on your podcast at this point. Message us. Message us, please. So we're looking for somebody who is hungry to give pleasure, who doesn't necessarily need penetration, and is, like, really turned on by... Being with a couple. By being with a couple and also, like... So my partner is really turned on by giving pleasure. Like, that's yeah. his biggest turn on. So it's yeah. like the more i into- Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> so the more that I'm turned on, the more he's turned on. And it's, it's... Oh, my God. So ideally, we would like somebody like that because we're trying to find somebody who... I'm not ready for penetration yet from another person. He's not ready for penetration yet mm. with another person. But we're very interested in, like bringing more energy into the bedroom in a way that feels safe for us that's amazing it's not off the table completely but it's one of those things where we're like we are gonna need to work baby our steps. way up, baby to that. steps yes but the idea of like somebody sucking on my tits while i'm getting fucked or like like, like any yeah. scenario or like making out with somebody else while my partner's fucking me or like mm-hmm. somebody licking my clit or touching my clit while somebody else is fucking me. That like, would be like that to me is just like where you don't have to do anything, where You're I just, just get to be worshipped. Like- what that would be like that's the ultimate yeah. goal
11: yeah. right i'm like two yeah. two boys three two boys, boys four boys let's see, go i'm a two All boys. girls one boy <gasps> <gasps>
6: see i think i would want my first threesome to be with another woman mm-hmm. but i would want to experience the two men so what's interesting is dirty talk was a big like no-no for us for a long time because i was like stop quoting porn it's weird <laughs> like do you like when my cock is inside me <laughs> so original take my cock deeper <laughs> I won't lie. That kind of does it for me too. It does not. It does. It, do, it does not for me. Yeah, I'm not. I lie like that. That, be, that being said, <laughs> that for <it's> Sarah,
9: yeah. <laughs> <then. laughs> <laughs> oh, All everywhere for like that to take picky. the cock deep, <laughs> deeper. Do the cock deeper?
6: Oh. Okay, wait. Do you prefer cock or dick? Um, I think d- cock. I was Same. like, don't say dick. Dick, it's cock. dick is it feels childish. Yep. Do you want my penis? You know? deeper? Oh, penis would be the worst. Penis. Right? Yeah. Okay. Cock yeah. is the hottest. No. Yeah. How do you prefer pussy? Cunt, cunt. I like cunt vagina
10: or whatever pussy. other.
6: Pussy is number one. Pussy, pussy. Absolutely. I mind you, it's been a journey to get to there. I used to hate lo- your, your love really? slit. I used to hate the word your love slit. Mm. <laughs> love slit. Your wizard sleeve. <laughs> So dirty talk was a no go for us for a long time, but when we were talking, when we started introducing talking about threesomes, he started bringing in dirty talk in a way that was delightful. Where he would he would be like fucking me from behind, and then casually be like, "And imagine if somebody <gasps> was licking your nipples." Yeah. yeah, see, future scenario. I love it. And, and it was the like the moment the he said it, I was like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. See, I, <laughs> I, I. I uh, yeesh. Yeesh. I'm gonna be careful how I say this. I was in a long distance phone. Relationships. long distance phone. I had a phone friend that we would do that with. And so there was no chance of getting together ever. So the dirty talk was all around this is what I would do if I was there. Okay, this is interesting. I used to do this a lot because we talked about all of my weird chat room boyfriends. Mm. (laughs) Do you remember chat rooms like Napster and Limewalk? Yeah, oh yeah. Or if you were super cool, chess chat rooms. (laughs) Because that was my jam for a while. Wow! I was a really cool chess nerd. <laughs> wow! I, so this Flashback. was... this. Oh, Jesus. That was my life. That was my life growing up because I had, like, minimal friends. And um, I had a lot of online boyfriends. I love it. And so that was one of those things where it's like I wasn't very sexually active. But I was very sexually curious. And so future scenarios was like a big thing so like dirty talk was actually a very big thing but it was like dirty texting yes where yeah. it was very like it's essentially cyber sex yeah yeah but yeah. it was very done in the sense of like well if i did this what would you do exactly right and i'm like well i would do this bitch it's so hot i find it's so I hot. hot it was i think i, I could totally do a long distance relationship it w- now I, yeah yeah just based on like my skills in that area <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I'm at an interview. (laughs) Jesus Christ, what's the job position? Okay, guys, second last clip of this mega fucking long episode. This is a clip from episode 140 with Kyle Carpenter. In this episode, Kyle and I talk a lot about being people pleasers. And this clip is all about sort of the idea of accepting yourself. And also, Kyle has a really cool rule when it comes to commenting on Facebook posts.
3: For me, it was I had to get over... The doubts that I've always had that prevented me from doing the things I wanted to do because mm. I didn't know that I had the right to do them.
6: Ooh. right Is that like kind of imposter syndromey sort of? It's along those lines. It was
3: definitely like um, you know, like putting on something fancy to wear. You know, like why? Oh, who am I? Who do I think I am? That kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And I realized at some point that is not helpful for me. The, oh, God, The fear no. of being that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept me from doing anything I really wanted to do. Oh, so
14: interesting. Uh,
3: what was more helpful for me was to start extending. Again, coming from being a serious young man who's like. Well, if it's not real art, then what are you really fucking doing?
6: (laughs) (laughs) I have a friend, by the way, who's still a serious young man. It's brutal. Yeah.
3: But what I had to do was start extending the forgiveness I needed to other people. So same thing, like pop music. Let's tie that back in. Yeah. I just start realizing, like, no, those girls who I, (laughs) as a 20 year old, found annoying.
6: You You would probably find me annoying. Twenty year old Kyle. Yeah. Twenty year old Sarah. May have found me annoying.
3: Probably pretty likely. Yeah. And that guy sucked, so don't worry about it. But yeah. But I realized I had to to start saying, No, they're having fun, that's fine. And there's probably something, there's there's a good (laughs) thing to what they're doing. Yeah. And I had to start realizing that. Mm -hmm. So that eventually I could reflect on what I was into and be like,
6: it's fine. You're fine. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but that's a hard, it's hard to come to terms with that. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's a gradual and I had a thought and it went away. It's fucking whiskey. (laughs) Literally as you were saying that, oh yeah. Okay. So you were saying, um, you, you had to forgive other people.
3: I would say I was so afraid too, of being pretentious, yeah, for like liking, you know, poetry or something dumb like that, right? Right. Like I just don't want to. I just don't want people to think like I think I'm being better than them. Um, <laughs> that I would like restrict myself from actually liking the things that I like.
6: Oh, I see what you mean. Right. You were maybe too concerned about what yeah. people thought. Yeah. Yeah. And. And I
3: realized, okay, I just need to not worry about that and just like what I like. Oh, yeah. Um, and let other people like what they like.
6: And when you truly get rid of that, it feels so good. Like, I've just started t- asking myself all the time, is this serving you right? Yeah. Like, when I, when I feel an emotion, like, whether that be anger, sadness, resentment, like, <clears throat> I literally go, is this serving you right now? Yep. What is this doing to move you forward? Oh, it's not doing anything? Stop. Just stop. Right. You know? And that thought control, I didn't always have that. Sure. I it's so easy for me to get mad and angry and resentful and Yeah. Like at like the anger, anger especially is a hard one. Cause it comes out in tricky ways.
2: Sure. You can yeah, yeah. you
6: can push it down and then it will come out in like little snide remarks or um it'll come out like in drunken arguments or you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And then we say, Oh, we were drunk. We didn't mean it. We meant it.
9: Yeah.
3: On some it level It was just
6: the excuse that the drinking brought it out or
3: Yeah. Or maybe um Yeah. And I think that's the other exercise is I'm having this response that I don't like. What is it serving?
6: What what's it what's this doing to yeah. myself and others?
3: would well I would say like clearly you want it on some level. Yeah. What want is the is that coming from? Exactly. Right? Like and like a lot of people, like if you're being judgmental of everyone around you, yeah, serious young man syndrome, serious young man. Uh, it's because you want to feel like you're doing something right,
6: yeah.
3: Like you want to feel like the things that you're into are, in a way, like morally correct. You yeah. Know? Um, and that's useless.
6: Useless. Yeah. Let people have fun. Yeah. Like. So I I, I I then assume based on this are you're probably not someone who gets into comment Facebook comment wars
3: I have a rule because um, yeah I think comment wars are useless I think uh, but I think sometimes you have to change you have to try to change someone's mind mm. you know
9: I
6: appreciate that a lot yeah
3: so I have a rule which is when it's someone who I feel like I can I can kind of influence, like family, Uh, I will try to make one point. Right. So I won't try to win. Right. But I'll try to say, have you considered this thing?
6: Right. Not like bullet points. Have you considered this, 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 like a whole running list? Just, Just one point.
3: One thing that I think might make a difference to how they're thinking about it. And then I will unfollow that conversation and walk away.
6: Because... Oh, that's a good idea. The second step in particular, the unfollow... Like, you yeah. post it and then you're done.
3: They're... Arguing always comes across as bullying. Online.
6: Everyone takes things personal.
3: Everyone takes things personal. And even if you're right, if you spend... <clears throat> 600 words convincing someone you're right all they're feeling is this person is attacking me
6: yeah oh it's such a common thing and then
3: their back goes up and they don't learn a thing because they're just like that person sucks and i don't like them and anything they're saying is just to hurt me
6: yeah you know
3: so so that's my rule one point walk away
6: we have come to the end of the episode finally if you're still here, you're a motherfucking trooper. You're a true fan. Thank you for listening. The last clip of this episode is from episode 142, which is super recent. But the reason I'm putting it in here is because I fucking loved this episode with Scott McClain. Um, Here is a clip from that episode where we are talking about why Scott thinks I've been single for so long. Hear me out. hmm you guys are a match. What people think of your match, you can't control, mm-hmm. okay? But you, there's obviously a match or there's a compatibility. I never like when people use the language of like, you gotta chase someone or like someone needs to chase me. Like you need to, what you need to do is meet people, like like it's like kind of like a metaphor. Like you gotta meet people down the street. You gotta yeah. be walking towards each other. And be in the same spot. Yes. Yeah. And so, when I gave up on women. Person, but when a, one person in the relationships thinks that they're not, deserving? Like, I don't know. I just oh, don't. Oh, here we I go. Don't, I don't like that, I, wow. that idea. You we're, both deserve each other. Both of you deserve each other. with you.
18: dialing it back Lauren, to you, sweetheart.
6: Listen, Lauren's a smart girl. If she didn't think she deserved Lauren's you, she genius. would go elsewhere. She's gorgeous. She could have anyone. Oh, she okay.
18: could have anybody she wants. Oh, all she has okay. to do is walk into a fucking <laughs> bar <laughs> and out here. And I honestly <laughs> believe that Lauren is karma for all the bullshit that I've been through. I mean, I've been through some... Not, like... I mean, I I've think been she's through some karma. shit. I
6: think she's the right match. No, but I, but think, she you're, is, I think you're overthinking it. She, yeah.
18: No, she's karma. <laughs> she's fucking karma. I've been through it. some horrific shit. Lauren's karma. I don't even understand it. Lauren likes Drunk Scott. Nobody likes Drunk Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. But Lauren enjoys my dumbass shit. And I'm like, wow. I don't I don't understand it. I try to understand it I can't but but so I just but accept, accept it. that you, I accept it. but
6: you don't because you're always saying that you' that you don't deserve her
18: No because I I'm self-conscious. I'm aware of what I'm I am. now what I wanted to say to you oh yeah okay let's here we go
6: yes I am <laughs> Here we go.
18: Sarah needs to work on herself to be happy. And recognize how much of a fucking demon and a badass that Sarah is. Because Sarah doesn't need no shit. Cause you're the shit.
9: Uh-huh.
18: And you are the shit.
6: Uh huh. Okay, can I ask questions? Hold on,
18: hold on. <laughs> you entered, you entered this fucking comedy community. Uh huh. What, a year and a half ago? Yeah. And now everybody wants to be on the fucking Intoxicated podcast. Uh-huh. You have one of the most interesting podcasts in the city. You got this whole fucking setup. Everybody enjoys seeing you. There's nobody who's like, oh, fuck, there, there's, there's here. There's, there's... No, people oh. enjoy. I mean, you fucking, <laughs> you, you've I'm honestly not... had some of the most, like, highly famous people on your podcast <laughs> and people who want to be there yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, I think you need to recognize that you're the shit and accept that and I think the main reason as a woman who wants to find a fucking man is that uh, hold on I'm now.
6: very excited to hear this hold on now well, let's listen in
18: as a woman who wants to find a man <laughs> you need to learn to be happy with yourself before you find somebody else because if you find somebody else you're going to depend too heavily upon them for your happiness. One
6: hundred percent. Now, can I ask a follow up question? Sure. What makes you think I'm not happy with myself?
18: Uh, j- uh private conversations <laughs> 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 with
6: each other. Like,
18: like, <laughs> no, <laughs> just like fucking personal shit. Okay, are
6: you okay? C- okay, could we wrap that up? I'm not saying you're not. Could, could we wrap that up in a package of? Depression and self-deprecation? Yeah, we can. Because I don't really tie depression hmm, to confidence, per se. I think you can be I confident know. and depressed. Oh,
18: absolutely. I'm confident as a motherfucker. I'm depressed as a goddamn kind. And I think that but... there's a
6: difference between, like, depression. Like, I don't know. There's a difference between having depression and being happy with you. Like, you can be happy with you and still have days where you wake up and you feel depressed. Yeah. And that I... has nothing to do with
18: rarely wake up feeling happy with myself.
6: And you have someone.
18: But I try to look at myself objectively mm. and it's easier with Lauren because Lauren's the greatest. So I'm like okay like <laughs> maybe I did something right. But my concern is that you're <laughs> Des- Let's hear it. Your desperate loneliness.
9: <laughs>
18: <laughs> and I'm saying this for comedic purposes. But your desperate loneliness is making you believe that this is what you deserve. And it's not what you deserve. I think you just need to fucking treat yourself. Mm, I, I no, think you I need don't to recognize I, that you're the shit. I
6: don't think I would be sad about it if I thought that that's what I deserved. If I thought that I deserved to be alone.
9: Mm-hmm.
6: After nine years? Nine mm. years ain't short. This would be different if I was single for... But then nine
18: years isn't nine years of fucking alone. You've been with guys. I haven't
6: dated anyone. Eh,
18: date. You fucking sold your The soul. most The most... <laughs> you fucking sold yourself the, short.
6: The most amount of dates I've been on with someone in the nine years is six dates. That's
18: a lot of dates. I haven't even got there to take this bitch. That's out not for a six lot days. of dates. <laughs> six dates is
6: not. That's that's not that's not a lot of dates at all. No, it's not. And I've been in I've been in situationships, but no dating. No girl, like no no one's called me a girlfriend. Uh, the other
18: thing is you've allowed yourself to be the other bitch too many oh, times. Oh well,
6: I mean that's yeah. You
18: never I mean, want to be the other bitch. Don't jump over a puddle for somebody that wouldn't, or don't cross an ocean for somebody that wouldn't jump over a puddle
6: i like that that is it you guys that is a wrap on the best of 2019 episode thank you so much for tuning in thank you for all your support over this past year i hope you all have a motherfucking happy new year